0: Steven.
1: Was that a drum roll?
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. Stupid. Hey,
1: that's my WWE intro song
0: It's just a drum roll. It'd yeah. be a very short a very short intro. Yeah, I think
1: I think that would make it more memorable, you
0: know? Yeah, but then like <laughs> it would be funny if like after the drum roll instead of like a big like the big cymbal, it's just like a
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's just always like a, a series of like comedy nerd like noises sound effects it'll be like a fart one week and a, a, like a guy like like a puking sound effect the next week
2: <laughs> like
0: a, or like a little little kitty cat
1: Meow, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna mix that together later and see how it sounds and maybe that'll be my new intro music
0: i like it i think you should i yeah. think you should seriously consider it
1: I'm
0: gonna. I'm definitely going to. What was yours? What was your song you like to come out to? Um, I would. Um, I had a an intro that that my friends custom made, okay. and uh, and then my my best friend edited a video together that like he made a, a theme song out of. He like edited this like corn song and took all the all the curse words out of it. Okay, and, smart. And and it was and it's just kind of mix it's like a skrillex and corn oh that's cool it's it's kind of neat
1: yeah that sounds like it would be lit that sounds awesome
0: yeah i i i really liked it and it it went well with the character like that i was doing at the time yeah but you know wrestling doesn't exist for anybody anymore (laughs) except for the people who are wrestling in empty arena matches
1: I know that shit is wild to watch. It has to be so, it has to be, I don't, maybe disheartening isn't the word, but just for the performers, it's got to be so jarring to now perform without, you know, thousands of people screaming at you. it. Probably feels more like a rehearsal than an actual show
2: now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what they, they recently, and this is funny, uh, I have to put a t- little timestamp on this. Uh, okay. we're, we're currently in the beginning of June. And, yes. uh, and they recently just, just had like where they filled, they just filled the building with some like other roster members, like, like other roster members who were like, aren't on the show that day or something, okay. um, extras and stuff. So there is so, sort of an interactive audience feel to it. Yeah. A little. Okay. So it's not as awkward. It's, it was so bizarre. I felt like I was intruding watching this. Like yeah. it felt like I was watching something private that I shouldn't be watching, <laughs> like
2: uh, yeah, yeah.
0: It was now just it, not, not now, for me.
1: I know now it sounds like when the uh, when you do a bar show and the host asks all the comedians to sit in the fucking audience for a little while until the regular right. audience shows up, right. pat out the room a little bit,
0: right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's I just uh, I i I prefer it the way it is now i I've been saying like right now is the time that to really experiment with with technology I mean not just for wrestling but for comedy for for uh, concerts live events where it's like um they do this thing in the wWE now where they can have like a augmented reality sort of like illusions to okay. appear like appear like they're over the audience
1: oh yeah okay
0: so if they could do that to make the the augmented reality appear as if there's an audience
1: shit i'm sorry about that my cat's fucking up my room
0: who's they got your hands are fucking up your room
1: no my my cats my cats i think you're like
0: my hands they're covered in butter i don't know why i didn't wash my hands but they're all covered in butter i'm just dropping stuff
1: I can't, I can't control them. You know, they do their own thing. They're, they're fucking everything up. Uh, now they're, now they're scared. And they ran under the bed because they made a big noise. Because they knocked out my fucking. This is my WWE weapon right here, the window guard. <laughs> this is a fucking chair, dude. This will mess somebody up. This will. Yeah. Um, but I just installed the AC today, finally. So I'm uh, nice and cool. And they're all curious about the air conditioner, so they're hanging out in the room and fucking everything up as usual. But you have pets.
0: I don't. No, okay. I I uh my my roommate has a cat but he stays in the room. Right. And I actually live across the street from my mom and I just oh. go I all oh, my dog, my dog needing time, I just go hang out with my mom's dog across the street. Yeah, that's then, awesome. <laughs> my my other neighbor Steve, he's been with my friend since the 90s. Uh he he has he has two really big puppies and I just play with them all the time. So I don't uh, don't Need to have my own pets. I have neighbor pets.
1: You have <laughs> that are, resources. That's I
0: have neighbor neighbor pets whose poop I don't have to pick up.
2: <laughs> that
1: is perfect, <laughs> man. I would love to have a dog, but I'm like, I just, I can't fathom having four animals. We have three cats, so oh. having four animals in the apartment would be a lot. And plus, neither of us have steady income right now with this whole fucking quarantine mess so i'm like how about we get some steady income before we adopt another mouth to feed
0: yeah i mean also like it's when you live in an apartment in new york then you have to walk a dog and you have to there's a whole like it's it's such like a, a thing to put yourself and the animal through as far as like, oh, you yeah, you can't run free or anything. Like, you only have to go out when I let you out, and you have to stay under control.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's hard to train a dog. I'm I'm sure it's hard. I've never done it, but it's hard. It's probably I'm sure it's hard to probably train a dog to not bark at every single thing and every single person, every single yeah. car, or try to run and tug. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's got to be t- my my sister lives in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and. Her boyfriend was telling me that that their dog barks at anything and everything because he's from here he's from from philly and they lived okay. in like a they lived in a they lived in a like a like kind of a like a duplex right. so they didn't have all the people and all the distractions and now when they try to walk the dog he's going nuts over everything and especially the other dogs i'm like I can't even imagine going through that.
1: I know. You got to train them real young, dude. That's the trick. You got to train them when they're really little so when they're big, they're not a problem, you know? Because if they're big, then they have learned behaviors and they're annoying. I got a buddy. I love running with my buddy Rob because he's got a German shepherd named Maya. Mm -hmm. And she's great because she's like, she's not super well trained, but like she will pull you along if you hold her on the leash and you're running. She literally like pulls you because she's got so much energy because she's in Mm -hmm. the apartment all day. So it's like right. having a little boost on your run. When you feel tired, it's like having that little Mario <laughs> star or whatever pulling you along. Yeah. I energy you didn't think you had. I love so running with that dog. The, like when the Mario.
0: pre-workout wears off.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is like, Rob will hold her. I'm like, I need the dog in the second half of the run. That's when I really need the
2: dog.
0: <laughs> so I think we have some mutual friends. And what was cool is, I, I mean... Of course, we're gonna we're gonna do a roast battle against each other, and we wanted yeah. to, to kind of get to know each other a little bit. And it's yeah. funny because I, I did one for Marin, uh, in New York at um, the some some bar I forget. Um,
1: was it a big nice spot or was this No, it was a-,
0: a downstairs. It was a basement bar.
1: Yeah. Just that a would little- be, um-
0: that's probably lucky jacks I think. lucky jacks that's the one i was looking for in my yeah, head yeah. Uh, uh yeah i did one there and uh i've done some some in like the jersey jersey philly area and right. uh and uh <clears throat> i did eli's podcast a couple times
1: nice
0: i love so, eli though yeah he, he's a he's a he's a, a real good friend i like him a lot
1: yeah, Eli's a cool dude. I got to go on a road trip with him up to, um, I think it was Connecticut or Rhode Island, actually, one time. We were booked on the same show, so we all took a car up there, um, and that was fun. I've done Lucky Jacks a couple of times. I did it at the stand once or twice. I have yet to win at the stand. That's, that annoys me. Uh, but I've done it at Lucky Jacks a bunch of times, and even at, um, what the fuck was it called? Oh, Lovecraft, before they were even at Lucky Jacks. I did a bunch of Lovecraft, too. Um but it's roasting's weird because it's like unless you do it like as often as Matt does it, I feel but, like it's a hard muscle to keep, keep you know, yeah. train you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I and and I think when I first started agreeing to do it, uh, the the thing is, I'm I'm not mean, <laughs> like I can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't make fun of people, but like I I'm a character. I've been I've been this wrestler character for for 19 years i think i can figure it out yes Um,
1: exactly
0: so (laughs) it's it's a it's a good it's a good flex for writing for joke writing that's my favorite part about it
1: yeah it's a really good writing exercise you know it gets you a lot of practice which is good um i i really like it just for that reason as well also i like when people say they they can't be mean because it's like i've i've had that problem before where i found my my best roast jokes are usually like masked in a compliment that's what i found works for me some people some people could just be really mean and get away with it like matt maron's charismatic enough he can just say whatever mm. he wants and people will generally like it but i found mean doesn't necessarily work unless i try to make it sound like i'm about to give them a compliment and then right. you know, flip it on its head so you got to find out what works for you
0: it's weird because like everything is like okay well sort of got to make fun of we got we we can all laugh at we can all laugh at racist stuff and homophobic stuff and it's like yeah that's not really what i do on the most part no. <laughs> but
1: it's a, it's a it's a nice thing it's a it's a right. safe place for fucked up thoughts you know? right that's, that's the point of that's the whole point of it. i always love dude you know why i love roasting i've always said it's like the only comedy sporting event where it's uh-huh. like, especially in the environment that Matt Marin created, particularly in Lovecraft, it was like, yo, you could just fucking scream and hoot and holler. I wanted to paint my face like based on who was roasting and fucking cheer like some crazy football fans. That's how fun it is, man. Like when you hear something, when you hear a joke that really fucking hits hard, it's fun to just lose your mind a little bit, you know, like someone yeah. just scored a, a game winning touchdown. That's how hype I
0: get about roasts. Oh, you know what? I, I went to uh, another one just 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 to go. I went. Uh, the the it was like Crespo's birthday
1: mm-hmm.
0: at Lucky Jacks. Been,
1: I can't remember.
0: Okay, well that was one of the ones I was just there. But
1: okay,
0: uh, that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot. That was like my first. Yeah, I'm doing this now. Like it was like yeah. all right. Well, I gotta go check it. I gotta scoop it out because I had known. Chris and Matt both for a while and like hang out with them at shows and talk about comedy ro- and, like writing writing jokes, um, I think I think I roasted Crespo like ju- not it was just I said something effed up, you know, while we were sitting there at McDonald's or something outside. Yeah. like we w- went to Skankfest together and then we went to the McDonald's across the street. And uh, we're just going back and forth. And, all right, I'm doing this now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I got I got lucky because my first roast I ever did, and this was back when it was at uh, Lovecraft, uh, my first roast I ever did, my opponent actually, they forfeited. They just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So it was like I kind of just got to go up and do my jokes to no opponent and get laughs. And it was just like, oh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> and it kind of gave me the courage to – keep on doing it and then i entered into one of the competitions that matt put together Mm. and those those really those really whip you into shape pretty quick because like if you're winning them dude sometimes it's like you'll roast like three weeks in a row and it's like a different person every week and it's Mm. really it's labor intensive
0: yeah i um i didn't win (laughs) i've never won a roast (laughs)
1: I'm roast. I'm i'm about like half and half. I swear to God, I have at least a couple dozen under my belt by now within the last couple years.
2: Mm. Mostly,
1: at, mostly at Matt Marin show, but a few at New York Comedy Club and a few other random ones as well. But I'm basically, I'm like half and half. It depends on if I'm having a good night or not. I feel like Man. that's what that's what frustrates me about it. I'm like, I got the numbers. Why am I not better at this, yo? I feel like I've been doing this shit for Putting years. Putting the rest but... in. Yeah, exactly. I'm not getting enough reps in. I, I used to, but my first year doing it, I was doing it a lot, but then I kind of fell off a little bit and, you know, it gets, it gets hard. You know what my problem with roast was, was I was actually, uh, I got booked for a few New York comedy club roasts, but the problem was I was actually working as a barback at New York comedy club at the time. Mm-hmm. So there were a bunch of roasts where I would have to work and then also roast and then fucking go back to work. And mm-hmm. I hated hated those roasts because usually if, if you, you get lose a roast dude if you lose a roast you can go home but if i lost that roast you're i had to serve people popcorn afterwards yo like <laughs> it was stressful as fuck i was like i've never been more like stressed to win anything in my fucking life than when i had to roast and then go back to work afterwards so yeah it, it helped a little bit, but man, I I was really I was a basket case the week of that roast or any time that happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just the the pressure's got me nuts. Like it's like, and and the thing is when when and this is like a thing like you I've heard like Nikki Glazer talking about it like probably on Co, I think on Conan's podcast where she's like you you let roast when people roast you and they talk to you a certain way, then anyone thinks they can talk to you any way they want. So when you lose a roast in front of a bunch of people, and then you got to stay in front of a bunch of those people, they can probably feel like, well, I'm better than him because he just publicly got shame. Let me, let me also throw in. Yeah. You're a little, you're a little queer. And you're (laughs) like, it's, it's probably awful.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't experienced too much of that. Mostly just because a lot of the roasts are like, co- like they they're typically like mostly comedians in the crowd. That's kind of what makes them so fun and so fucking rowdy. As normal normally mm. people would never be that rowdy, but right. comedians will happily heckle each other at a roast. If right? Like, yeah, because
0: well, it's just participation.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes it way
0: more fun. You right. know, shit like right. the, the the AIDS chant. Are you familiar yeah. with the AIDS yes. chant? Yes, I'm, I'm very like, familiar. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, right. Little mm-hmm. things like that make it so much fun. Uh, how, how are never, they doing it virtually now? Like, I don't understand what that's going to be like. Do you know?
1: Actually, I got to say, I feel like of all the – I've done, like, a few virtual shows so far. I think the roast is probably the best type of show to do virtually because you have to take turns. And it the virtual, like, aspect of it doesn't fuck with the performance as much as it does with, like, a regular stand-up performance. You know? Like, mm-hmm. at least with a roast, we each take turns. We roast each other. It goes back and forth, and it – I think it's going to flow a lot better than trying to do like a stand-up set for 13 people on Zoom, you know, Mm -hmm. waiting for their laughter and hoping to God it comes through. And it's not just they're hoping to God it's delayed and not just a funny, unfunny joke. (laughs) 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 So I think I think I'm really looking forward to this, Rose, because I think of all the virtual shows you can do. I think this one will fit the best. I think it'll be the, the most fun and the easiest to do.
0: So I know that Delaware just opened back up like two days ago. Yeah. And I I had already been in talks to go do some stand-up in Delaware just because I'm missing it like crazy.
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm stressed about that too because I was actually planning a trip home in August. I'm from Virginia originally. Okay. So I was planning a trip home slash like a little East Coast tour. If I could, mm-hmm. you know, I was just going to reach out to as many spots as I could. And instead of just driving straight to Virginia, like try to hit a couple places along the way, mm-hmm. you know? But then, you know, the whole world went to hell. So I stopped pursuing that. So I don't even know if it's worth, like, hitting the people back up again. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not famous enough to have a poll, especially during a quarantine, you know? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, that, that, the, the essentialness of the business of Comedy Club is so low on the priority list. Yeah. <laughs> that you're, 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 you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna wanna do it, sure, but yeah, they're gonna,
2: absolutely. They're,
0: they're, you know, they're not gonna be able to sell shows. They're not gonna be able to move, put people, put asses in seats.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've been wanting to do one of those shows. I've seen a couple of my friends do the uh, drive-in shows. Okay. Like a big stage somewhere, and there's like 20 cars just parked in front of them, and people have their windows open. And if they like a joke, they honk. So it's like, it's Hmm. almost like when I'm listening to... I haven't seen that. Dude, when I was listening to my friend, it almost sounds the same as like a stadium special where it's like the comic kind of has to wait for the stadium to stop laughing to move on but it's just mm. that with like cars honking you know it's so weird it sounds like it sounds like they're being heckled by the cars but they're not it's just This the is
0: the first I'm hearing laughing. of it. Huh? This is the first I'm hearing of it. It sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, it looks super fun but I mean I don't know I just I want stuff to be back to normal but I don't think it's going to be back to normal for for quite some time.
0: No, can I ask you did you get married during the quarantine?
1: I did, dude. The uh, Coronavirus actually canceled our wedding. It was uh, I proposed in July of last year, and we were planning on getting married on uh, March 28th or 29th, I think. Um, and obviously that couldn't happen. But we actually ended up canceling way earlier in March. We canceled around the same time Trump announced the travel ban because mm-hmm. my wife is from Spain. Her whole family still lives in Spain. So basically said when there's no travelers from Europe anymore, we're like, we're not having a wedding with just my family awkwardly dancing to Spanish music. That would suck. (laughs) So we're like, we got to cancel this now. And uh, since she's an immigrant, like all of her paperwork heavily, you know, is impacted by if she's married or not. So she's been here for four years already. You know, we've known each other three or four years. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a three-year work visa. She had a... A renewal visa for one year,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then that was when I proposed to her. And so, basically, her lawyer was like, Y'all can't put off the wedding because we've kind of already started your green card shit because you told us you were getting married. So, we got married at the courthouse on March 12th instead.
0: So, um, the courthouses were still open,
1: yes, beginning of March. The government buildings uh-huh. were still open. My mom actually called it too. She was like, Government buildings are gonna close, so y'all should probably get this shit done quickly. And she was right. We did it like a day or two later um, with just a few friends there. My mom actually drove up, too. We had a nice lunch afterwards. It was cute.
2: Um,
1: And then after that, we had a government mandated staycation honeymoon. And then it turned into marriage boot camp pretty quick. Uh, Yeah, it was just it's been it's been a ride. I mean, uh, there's nobody I'd rather be quarantined with. Obviously, you know, it's still fun. But um But yeah, definitely. It's 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 been crazy. But yeah, we got married on uh, March
0: twelfth. Wow. This is never, never going to be forgotten. It's absolutely going to be a timestamp on like absolute. This is uh, this is what we're doing for the rest of our lives, knowing that we started the lifetime commitment during the most uncertain times in, in the world's history.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, it was so, when we got married, we had the masks, and we wrote on them, they said, like, just married, and uh, love is contagious, that was my favorite one.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Uh, so that was, that was, it was a fun day, it was still a good day, it was literally, like, our last day in the city. The scary thing was, um, that was March 12th, and then literally, I caught a fever, like, the next day. I got a really high fever, and then I couldn't taste anything for, like, a week. And uh, that was before we even knew that that was a symptom. I didn't know that was a symptom. I was mostly just upset because I bought this re- really nice hazelnut coffee, and I was really pissed off I couldn't taste it. And I was like, right. "What the fuck? This is the tragedy, travesty tra- 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 right now." Um, so, yeah, did so, you
0: did you have COVID then? Did,
1: um, did I haven't you? been able. I've I've been I've been sleeping on getting an antibody test. I need to get one soon. I'm like ninety percent sure I did at the beginning mm. of March. Um, right mostly just because we got it after being outside in public in a government building, you know, a lot of fucking people around.
0: Really? Um,
1: and all the symptoms seem to be the same. So I need to get myself one of the uh, fancy antibody tests and see see what it says. But mm. me and Peppa are 90% sure we got it in early March. She got sick shortly after I did, which is my fault. But
0: Yeah, uh, well, of course it is.
1: What are you going to do? We're trapped in a box, you know? You um, can so now...
0: You may now smash face mess together with the bride.
1: For real. That would be, that's hilarious. That's what we should have done. That would be <laughs> so funny. Dude, I felt bad because, dude, my she still gives me shit because there's a video of us getting married. And, like, she's crying. And I should be crying. But the reason I'm not crying is because the lady who's doing our vows or whatever, the uh, she- officiant...
0: She's a mm-hmm. government
1: employee. This is like fast food of marriages, yo. Know, she's just <laughs> wanting to get them in, get them out, get them in, get them out. Do one
0: fries. Do one fries. Dude,
1: exactly, dude. She's like she's reading it super fast, but she also has this brutal accent that she's mm-hmm. like, "We are here today to join Stephen and Moia and Hoey Matwamoni." Like you I sound swear just to God. like
0: Matt Marin right now.
1: I, dude, it was worse than Matt Maron, dude. It was like Matt Maron <laughs> times 10. And I'm like trying not to giggle because my her her legal name is Maria Jose. Uh-huh. She goes by Peppa, but her legal name is Maria Jose. But the fucking lady, she kept calling her Moia. And it's just kind of, it was just, I, I was trying not to giggle about it. Like I didn't want to be an asshole, you know? But, um, was it was like, Why are you Maisha?
0: That's that's great. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I, it's I, pretty memorable.
0: I actually got last year, the year before that. I don't know. I I got my I got or uh, I got ordained right. to officiate weddings. Nice. So I'm a I'm an ordained minister. I wanted to offer it to people like, hey, maybe I can do some virtual officiating during this time. I don't know if if I can or if I can't. But I've never done one yet. I just got it because I want to do it. I want to have that. Yeah. I, I I favor myself as someone who's always universally at the service of others.
2: Right. So okay.
0: if I can provide this service to people who, you know, who are, you know are wanting to to do this, and it's hard to you know find anybody to do it,
1: it is. I'm here. I think it might be hard because you have to sign paperwork as the efficient as well. So it's like it would be hard to do that if. If, no, if you weren't in the same room with them, that might be difficult.
0: Um, wait, wait, I, I, could, I could travel back in time and get a fax machine and then bring it back here with me.
1: Exactly. I actually, the only reason I know, I actually, I did the same thing you did. I got ordained because I was supposed to officiate my friend's wedding in May, which obviously that didn't happen. But uh, I got officiated or I got um, ordained oh, yeah. and everything mm-hmm. last year, late last year. And they sent like the pamphlet and everything of what you're mm-hmm. supposed to say and what you're supposed to do. Uh, but that shit got cancelled, so I got a little bit more time to memorize all the priest stuff.
0: Well, I didn't I don't think I got a packet that tells me what to do. I was just gonna wing it.
1: Oh really? I got a I got a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to see if it's on my shelf somewhere. It came it came with a bunch of stuff. It was like the Universal Life Church. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They sent I don't me, remember. Oh, I think it's. I think it's because I made a small donation of like twenty bucks, and they sent me like a bunch of extra stuff. Like, okay.
0: Yeah, I didn't get a bunch of stuff. I just. They, uh... sent,
1: me, they sent me a parking pass that says minister on it.
0: I'm like,
1: Yo, if I had a car, I would love that. <laughs> I'm like, anytime my friends go grocery shopping, I'm like, let me bring that and just slap that on the window. We can park closer or whatever. Uh, but it did come with some fun stuff.
0: I have a car.
1: Nice. I have... there you go. And I'm a
0: minister. I should try to get on there and get the minister parking tag.
1: Dude, donate twenty bucks and they'll send you a bag of swag. I swear, it's it's worth the deal.
0: I'm very I'm very much uh, I'm a, not against it, but I'm pretty opposed to like parking in handicapped spots. Like those should go to people who need them. Like I can I'm afford
1: park in handicap spots. I'm just hoping if I hang that minister tag, if I park like an asshole, people won't. Key my car, you know. They're like, oh, he's a he's a minister. Better not, you know. Um, but
0: but some people are so anti anti uh, religion, they'll think yeah, you're they, some religious religious you know, clergy person, and they'll key would, your car anyway.
1: It would work against me. They'd be like, "Where's your God now?" You know.
0: Forgive me, Father Fry, I've sinned. Yeah. <laughs> right, Yo, there, that's funny. Your... <laughs>
1: good thing I haven't hung up that minister pass yet. That's good.
0: Well, Mary, you put it on your bicycle.
1: I do have a bicycle. That might be kind of fun. <laughs> there um, you go. I can wear that while I'm delivering Postmates, see if anybody wants, you know, some communion wafers or something with their Popeyes chicken.
0: Is that is that in the city? Well, you're still doing that during the quarantine, right? Is that, is that like pretty decent funds? Is that. Not like, at all. It's like no, it's, I, I'm relating. I've been doing Uber Eats and it sucks. Like it's yeah. I'll get like seven dollars for the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, sucks. exactly, dude. And it's like I have a I have a regular ass bike. I don't even have a motor on this thing. That's right. why I like the dudes that really do it, they have the motor so they can knock out like, you know, a couple orders an hour i'm biking sometimes you gotta bike far it's like i might only level one or two orders an hour and like you said it's like three to seven bucks for an order like really really and no one tips cash at the door that kind of bugs me a little bit where i'm like you know the tips on the app ain't doing anything you know
0: you know that
1: doesn't pay the bills one percent yeah exactly it's like I've been telling people, it's like if you had a kid and you are like, oh, you got that summer job at McDonald's, that'll pay for college, right? That pays you, doesn't it? It's like, no, <laughs> fucking throw me a little extra at the door just so I could buy some gum on my way out or something, you know? like <laughs> right. It's just a little bit helps. That's all it is. It's more of a nice gesture than a monetary thing. I got to
0: feed the meter to park my bike.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, dude. Like,
0: Give me just a handful yeah. of coins.
1: Yeah, even on a good day, it doesn't make that much money. The only reason I was doing it is because I had been in quarantine for, like, two months. And I was like, well, I hate this job, but I don't have another job right now. And I've been trapped inside, so let me bike mm-hmm. around the city a little bit. And it's like, it was a little money, but, like, really, like, no money. I'm sure Uber Eats is the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's ridiculously frustrating. And, and like, my my car started being weird. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to (coughs) go. I'm sick. I can't do it. I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. So I, I'm just gonna just stay in and not just to stay safe. That kind of thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's a smart thing. I've been applying. Stay safe.
0: AKA keep my car from breaking down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's can't break your car. If you ain't driving it, that's that's logic. Right. (laughs) I miss my car fiercely. I had a car in Virginia. That's how I started doing comedy, was just driving mm-hmm. everywhere in Virginia to do comedy. And I hated it. I talked about how much of a piece of shit it was, and now I miss it immensely, more than anything. Uh, I would love to have a car again. But the bike is kind of fun. The bike keeps my legs skinny, which is good.
0: I <laughs> I I um, I have an old car. I make fun of it all the time. I don't hate it. I very much appreciate it. I very much love it. I, It's... It's a two thousand eight two thousand eight Lancer and nice. I call it, and it's I call it two thousand and I say it's it's a uh, my it was my my brother's old car. Him and his boyfriend had this car together when they lived in wow. North Carolina and my brother drove it up here and and I, I kind of I like finagled away to buy it off of him. Nice. But, so I've been driving that and it's like well, he he they called it Jasmine. So Jasmine? I, yeah. So the car is Princess Jasmine.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh I, I got my little uh, Rick and Morty magnets on the on the back. And that's and that's all I need.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. My dude my Saturn dude, my I had a sat I can't remember what year it was. It was probably like oh two, oh three Saturn or something like that. But yeah, they
0: stopped making them. They stopped making them early in two thousands.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what year it was. But dude, my car, it would do this thing, and I don't. Maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know why I ever didn't just get this paid. Get this paid to be fixed. But like, it had a leak in the hood where it was like leaking like coolant or something like that. It wasn't like a major leak. The problem was if I was sitting in traffic, it would leak and it would hit hot pipes. So then it would evaporate. So basically, it's not on fire, but it looks like it's on fire because there's mad steam coming out of my hood all of a sudden because I'm sitting in traffic. And it got to the point that, like, of course, the first time it happened, it scared me until I realized what was happening. And then it started happening so frequently that it just got, like, annoying where I would just be, like, sitting in traffic on my phone. And somebody would honk at me and I'd look up and it looks like my whole hood is on fire. And I have to be like, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry. And we pull over on the side really quick and just let it cool down. Um, that was the most frustrating thing was the only thing you can do is fill the coolant with water and then drive it to like a repair shop. So if I didn't have any water, I just had to fucking sit there and wait for it to stop smoking and then drive home and hope the traffic get cleared up by then.
0: It was, well,
1: God, it was awful.
0: The traffic's not nearly as bad in Virginia. As it is where you currently live, I'm sure.
1: No, for sure. But there is um, the, the problem with Virginia, I live in a place near Norfolk. There's the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel, and it's HRBT, and it's notorious for being an absolute like garbage public service of a bridge. It's like a bridge and a tunnel, and half the time one of the lanes is closed, and you just never know what you're going to get. So you always got to leave early if you're going to the Virginia Beach Funny Bone. That was the routine uh mm-hmm. but i miss i miss driving man i miss driving i like the city but I, I miss driving
0: i mean something about new york that i could never like something there was something about it that i just it's just there's an like of course there's an energy to new york and a hustle and hustle and bustle kind of thing but right. sometimes it's like too much toxic like people are so full of rage and anger and frustration. I just, it vibrates through me and I hate it. Mm -hmm. Like I can feel people's frustration with being like, like they're just sort of autopilot through an unhealthy relationship with themselves. Yeah, (laughs) And, And I'm encountering 20 of them at any given second. You know what yeah, I mean? so, yeah. Um, and then you know I, I think I I think I've uh, I think I've gotten uh, approached by 10 billion homeless folk
1: oh yeah 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 that's 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 probably the most annoying one you know the last time I drove in the city I actually drove I had to move I moved from like deep in Brooklyn to the tippy top of Manhattan we're at 200 Dykeman now but basically it was like like a two I thought it was going to be like an hour drive. It ended up being like a two and a half hour drive in this budget truck full of, you know, all of our stuff. And the thing that messed me up about New York was you can't take like big trucks like that on the highway. And mm. I didn't realize that so because my GPS kept trying to put me on the highway because it doesn't mm. know I'm in a truck. So basically yeah. I couldn't get on the highway. And then I had to just sit in traffic with everybody else and just go block by block for 200 blocks in a big ass U-Haul. And then on top of not just the traffic being sucky, I have three cats with me in the front seat that are losing their shit because they don't like driving. Right. Cats are cats are territorial. You take them out of their space, they're not happy. So well, I have cat, cats, cats
0: are notoriously bad drivers too. They think Asian people have it the worst, but no, cats, they're the, the cats worst. Cats are the
1: worst. They're ba- the they're worst backseat drivers too. They are meowing yeah. at me the entire time yeah. I was trying to get up there. And I just felt bad because it was literally like me in the budget truck and then my wife and the two dudes that were helping us move took an Uber up there and they beat me by like an hour. They were yeah, of just course. sitting up there doing nothing for an hour. And of course I'm like a ball of stress trying to get up there. And as soon as I get up there, I got to keep working. I got to keep unpacking the truck. There's no, right. no hour break. You know.
0: Yeah. You, your friends got a little hour break and not you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I t- <laughs> I told her, I was like, buy him lunch or something. Cause I'm going to be ready to hit the floor by the time we get up there. Um, I-
0: I for sure think that that's part of it. part of the 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 energy in New York that weirds me out is the, everyone has that stress. Everyone has that ball of stress it comes from traffic, comes from everything being so expensive. It's like how do i how do I eat something and yeah. every everyone is in that how do I eat something? like oh, I got two bucks in my pocket. What can I have? Nothing okay.
1: Yeah, pretty much, dude. It's and you feel it. You definitely feel it. This city will drive you up a wall. I'm I'm typically pretty relentlessly optimistic. So that's I think that's how I've survived so long is just being optimistic to the point of being naive too. Of like, okay. you know, just oh, it'll probably all work out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm the main character of my story. Why wouldn't this work out? You know? You're not
0: the man on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not homeless yet. I gotta I gotta bike and three cats i'm doing okay i think that's that's all i need in life. well
0: well i mean you're 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 very grateful i see the the gratitude very grateful for what you have and that is definitely the way to be you know what i mean that's the way to make sure that you're not continuously a ball of stress um
1: and it's I'm also still, dude i'm still a ball of stress i get i get i get tense i get loud i'm like it's so funny because a lot of people know me as like a positive dude, but dude, like my wife knows me as the dude that'll fucking scream at iTunes when it's not working for me. You know, like that's, that's me at home. I'm, I, I let it out here. Cause I don't want anybody else to see the psycho in me. <laughs>
0: well, Marin Mar- was like, Oh yeah, you're up against uh, this kid, Steven. And then he was like, yeah, he's a long haired kind of hippie. And I'm like me then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me as soon either.
1: as i saw your picture i'm like i guess look like jokes are out of the, uh, out of the place. <laughs> right, it's, right it's just gonna be back and forth the same shit uh <laughs> it is although i do appreciate i do appreciate the fact that we look the same because i feel like that's dude that's one reason i don't really mind being mean at rose is typically there's i've i've heard everything about me i feel like you can make a lot of fun of my appearance. I know you can make a lot of fun of my appearance because I've done these roasts. But. I don't even have to fucking say anything for them to roast me. They'll just roast, you know, my hair, my shirt, facial hair, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, stopped stop feeling bad. I'm like, well, I'm gonna now, I'm gonna be mean. You know, I, I that was my <laughs> third. I always said that the, I, I like roasts because even before I was watching like comedy roast battles, like in high school and college, I was watching rap battles like on mm-hmm. YouTube.
0: Right, right, yeah. I always The, I always the loved dot, rap King battles. of the Dot,
1: King of the Dot URL, don't flop, all mm-hmm. that shit, like all the leaks. Uh, I always loved that any time they did a battle, ninety percent of the time when the battle ended, and those dudes are saying vicious, mean, horrific shit to each other for way longer amounts of time. Not even mm-hmm. funny. They're just being horrific to each other, and then mm-hmm. afterwards, after every single one, they dap each other up, and they're like, "How'd you write those sixteens? That was tight." You know? Like, did you?
0: Did you watch it. Yo Mama on MTV?
1: I, I, I've seen Yo Mama before. I never I was not like a religious watcher. I've definitely seen Yo Mama before.
0: We did a we did a sketch <clears throat> years ago. This isn't on YouTube anywhere. I don't think. I think it most of the sketches we did were probably offensive. Sorry. We took most of them down. <laughs> but Word. we did a we did a sketch where it was uh uh, yo Mama episode of uh, a, a special yo episode of Yo Mama that was taking place on Mother's Day in the cemetery where everybody's moms were dead. Oh, God. And all of it was, your mom so dead this. Your mom so dead that. like That was the, the sketch. And we... My... My best friend went to this 7-Eleven every single day. And he talked to the guy from 7-Eleven into playing Wilder Valderrama's character because he was like Fez in the 70s show. So the guy from 7-Eleven pretended like he was the host of the Yo Mama. (laughs) It's Mother's Day. All these fuckers' mothers are dead.
1: (laughs) That's funny.
0: It was bad. (laughs)
1: You know, my my mom hates my roast. My mom won't watch them. She doesn't. She doesn't like them. She's like, that's not the sweet little boy I raised. I don't know why you're being so mean to each other. I'm like, cause it's fun. It's what we yeah. do, you know. Like, I remember one of the hypest I've ever been for a show was a roast in Virginia Beach at the Funny Bone, and there were two people going up. One of them was a girl that I didn't really know. And she was talking mad shit. She was like, I'm going to fucking beat everybody here. I'm the shit. I'm going to do great. And then she's going up against my boy Jack, who I hadn't seen in, like, years. But I remember him being a good comedian. And so they go up. She bombs her first round, like, bad. Like, barely gets off one joke. And then Jack comes back. And these weren't his jokes, but his whole set was basically like, you're fucking fat. Bam! Your whole family's fat. Bam! You're a piece of shit. Bam! Just like... Nailing joke after joke after joke just relentlessly. And I was on the second floor. I was on the second floor of the funny Bone, Like literally like a sporting event going like, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Like I was screaming. I was so hyped. It's like I was expecting him to do well, but I was not expecting him to fucking crush so hard out of the gate. Like they were the first fight and people were dying already, dude. Like it's that's it's great. just so much fun. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, our, ours is like, chronologically, it's like three days from now.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I can't remember. Uh, uh, I think
0: June
1: it's June 9th. ninth. Yeah, 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 we got, we got a few days. Do you, remember, do you remember what the, do you know what the format is? Because I was going to write I, jokes, but I can't remember how many jokes we got to write. I think it's, it's
0: either three or five. I think it's five.
1: Okay, that's perfect. Because, um. Yeah. I I love that. I always love fight club because it's always not that many jokes. Like I used to love roasting at New York comedy club, but it's like three rounds and it's like basically like a 15 joke minimum. Like you got to be walking in with like 15 bare minimum. Like they plan on most of the fights going for three rounds. So you better have 15. And that's, that's so many dude. Like that's a lot of fucking roast jokes about one person.
2: right
0: it was it was was
1: tough
0: i uh i when i when i did the one at lucky jacks i was i think the guy his name was like nikolai or something Uh, Oh,
1: nikola Pavlovic.
0: yeah Yeah, and uh
1: social media hipster
0: and i i wrote i wrote like five jokes or something i i forget maybe more i don't know but um he was so used to that format he's a killer You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, there's absolutely no way I was walking away from that. But I mean, I got pops for my jokes. But like, I got pops for my jokes. Everybody liked the shit. But it was like, when it was over, this guy was their favorite. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's hard. You're going up against somebody on the council. You know, somebody's been there for forever. You know, me and dude years ago, me and Nicola had one of my favorite battles ever. We had a compliment battle.
0: Oh, I wanted to do one of those.
1: well, cause he was, he was saying he's too nice and that mm. he didn't really want to roast yet. And I was like, you are very nice, but I also think I'm very nice. We could do a compliment battle instead. Cause I saw the same thing in a rap battle of two rap battlers just viciously complimenting each other. Yes. And it was yeah. Really, I love that. Really it was
0: like this. I see, I tried to do it. I tried to do it at the one around here. Like it was a, it was a, it was a roast battle but it was like you didn't get the right jokes about the person. Like you just had to get up there and see them and then roast them. That's like off, yeah. off their appearance. Yeah. And I was like, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go up here and I'm going to do some compliments and see yeah. how it goes." And it was like it was it was kind of not that good and I, and then and then the guy was like the guy was like the guy was like, "You know what you look like?" You look like, you look like Johnny Depp gave fashion advice to Aquaman, and I was like, "Cool, are you complimenting me too? What's I mean, happening?" That's,
1: that's a good compliment, dude. I like that. I was like, I was like "I'll
0: take." Yeah, I think he was trying to roast me. I'm like, that didn't hurt my feelings at all.
1: Dude, I had, I remember, I'm trying to remember. Nicola had some really funny ones. I think the joke I had that hit the hardest was, um, Nicola. Nicolo once went five years without having sex, and then he turned six yeah. and then that was that was probably the best he had one that I fucking loved. Uh, what do he say I was with um I was with my first girlfriend at the time. she was Asian, and he said something he just went Steven has an Asian girlfriend high five. <laughs> he goes, Also you gotta give it up to her for dating someone that looks like. His grandparents blew up her grandparents in a cave when they were building railroads.
2: <laughs> oh man, that's vicious! <laughs> Bro,
1: it was so vicious. It was so funny. It was so funny. But yeah, roasting's probably one of the most fun things you could do with comedy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, I guess I still have to write some stuff. <laughs> so, hey, you got any
1: questions? I'm an open book.
0: Um. Well, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to misuse my podcasting. <laughs> nah,
2: but, so, man, this is perfect.
0: So, but what I normally do is I ask like on the podcast, so not like what I'm doing for the roast, but George, for the podcast, George. the question is like, uh, did you grow up with both parents? Do you have any siblings? I have Are your parents a couple. still together. Yes, I
1: have my parent. My parents split when I was in high school. I have one biological sister, and I have two stepsisters and a stepbrother. Uh, they all uh, – well, my family – my mom and dad live in Virginia. My, my siblings and step-siblings are all over the place. Uh, but it was a good, happy household for the most part. You know, my mom, uh, my mom was a pilot. She just retired in uh, November. She flew for the Navy, and then she flew commercially for United Airlines for a little while, a uh, couple decades. And then my dad was an elementary school principal, so that's that's who I grew up with. Mom was always gone because she was, uh, you know, on flight. Not always gone, you know, that makes her sound like an absent mom, but just like her, the nature of her work, the the nature of an airline pilot, she'll be gone for you know, four or five days, back for a so, week, gone for. She was days, very flighty. Huh.
0: She was very flighty.
1: She was very flighty all over the place. You know, I was like I could never <laughs> tell where she was. People thought I was like a shitty son because they're like, where's your mom? I'm like, I don't know, fucking Dubai, Japan, who knows? I'm like, I really can't keep track anymore, man. Like,
0: <laughs> she's all over the place. That's great. Yeah. But your, but, your dad, did your dad bring the, the principal, like, disciplinarian sort of no. household? No, my what mom was, that like? was the
1: disciplinarian. That was the okay. nice thing was that the, the hammer was gone usually on a weekly basis. Uh-huh. dad was the cool one dad was the dad was the one that'll you know make chicken nuggets and everything for for dinner and then uh he was he left that at school you know what i mean he had enough fun disciplining kids at his mm-hmm. own school and when he got home he just wanted to chill you know yeah um, yeah so he was he was always super super cool to be around he's let me i remember he basically let me get away with smoking in high school that was his cool dad move was there was a one time my stepmom went into my car. I can't remember why, but she found a bunch of empty boxes of cigarettes because I didn't want to throw it in the kitchen trash can, obviously. Right. So she went and told my dad. and I found this out from my sister later. My sister told me all this later because she was in the room.
2: Mm-hmm. She said
1: my stepmom went to my dad and said, Stephen has a bunch of empty boxes of cigarettes in his car. And my dad said, what kind of cigarettes were they? And she said they were cools. And my dad apparently went, oh, I used to smoke those in college. Right? <laughs> He, so he wasn't mad, and the funniest shit was when he talked to me about it, he basically blackmailed me into walking the dog every night because he knew I needed to be outside. So he was like, I'm not walking the dog anymore. I won't tell your mom, but you better fucking take the dog out from now on because
0: I do want to be outside. And just just so you know, cool spelled with a C, okay?
1: <laughs> not my cigarettes. Not my favorite brand of cigarettes. K O O L, a nice little green box. I love them. I loved them. I was very, very brand loyal. Also, dude, it was Virginia, so it's like my my nice cigarettes were like four forty five. They were not expensive.
0: You didn't smoke Virginia Slims.
1: Nah, I didn't. I didn't need no Virginia Slims. I, not I, in Virginia,
0: though. The, nah, maybe the home place South of Nova. Virginia.
1: Nah, I I liked my cools. I don't know what about them, but I I liked the cools, and now. I think I just like menthol because then I moved up here and I started smoking Newports because I started smoking Lucy's,
2: mm-hmm. And
1: that's the only cigarette you can get as a Lucy is the cheap Newports. Mm-hmm. So I acquired a taste for those. Um, and now anytime... Are I'm you still a smoker? In, I'm off and on. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I should be less. I have been a little bit since quarantine started just because it's been so goddamn boring, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just a way to pass the time. Before quarantine, I was doing really good. I was like a couple months without having a cigarette and then now it's like every couple of days or every other day. So
0: um I don't mean to brag or anything, but I've never I've never taken up smoking. I've always been like a semi-pro athlete. Uh, yeah. No, so good. I don't want to die
2: yeah. in the
0: middle of those things, but I can understand like uh I was like, I like smoke weed every once in a while, but like, but as far as as far as smoking cigarettes, especially like Newports,
1: gross. You're going down. They're a man cigarette.
0: But, like, they case. they make your fingers all stinky all the time, and you're like that. That's the the, the main turnoff. The main yeah, turnoff is the, the stinkiness part. of it.
1: Dude, that was the funniest shit was one of the first times my my now wife, my then girlfriend, caught me smoking again was uh, I thought I cleaned up really well. I fucking came home. I changed my shirt. I chewed some gum. I thought I was covering my tracks really well. And then we started fooling around. Things are getting hot and heavy. And I put my fingers in her mouth, and she yanked it out of her mouth. She goes, you smoked, didn't you? And I was like, (laughs) note so note slick. to self
0: stop sticking fingers in mouth
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's that that got me good but no i'm like i'm the opposite of you dude i was i was a big fat kid for a while so just i was eating mcdonald's every day i might as well put mcdonald's in my lungs too but right. so okay started, i started smoking right at 18 never affected me because i was never doing any
0: smoking french
2: fries like
1: uh, yeah dude, i probably would yeah I, I was never, I was never doing any physical activity. The most physical activity I got on a regular basis was like walking from the door of my car to the door of the building I was going to. That's the most exercise I was getting back then.
0: So the, the main way you like lost the big bulk of weight was you got sick once and then.
1: Yes, I actually, um, I lost a lot of weight. I moved because I was, I was probably like 220 or 230 when I moved to the city and then literally walking every day for about six months, melted about 15. And just as I saw that, I got food poisoning. And then I lost another 15 in like a week. It was really bad. It was – we we should have gone to the hospital. I can't believe we didn't. But we lost 15 in a week. And then that put me under 200 for the first time since like middle school, you know. So mm-hmm. that was the first time I was like, oh, I, I got to see the other side. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to – I want to stay here. You want to
0: continue to be under 200.
1: Yeah, continue to be under 200 and fit. I actually ended up getting all the way down to like 160. Um, That was just from like running and going to the gym all the time. And then uh, I was working at a gym at the time, so that was easy to keep up with. And then once I stopped working at the gym, I slacked off a little bit more. I think I'm close. I'm more in like the 180 range right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to be like 170 muscle. That shit was nice. Like when you lose a bunch of weight, and then you put on weight, but you're not yeah. gaining. You're not gaining fat. You're just putting on muscle. That was a good feeling. Um, yeah. And then now it's like 180, mostly, mostly fat. Uh, but we're working. We're working on it. I've actually my our home workout game has been super strong, like since the last month. It took us about two months of quarantining to figure out home workouts. But me and my wife have figured them out. You know, like we got the yoga mat and we kind of have a routine that we like. We do it on a pretty regular basis, four or five days a week. So I'm. I've been telling people I'm not. Trying to go back to school fat in the fall, you know, when everything <laughs> opens back up. I want to fucking look at least the same as I did when I went into quarantine.
0: Right. This is gonna be. It's gonna be like time travel. I, 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 I've been calling everything time travel. I can't stop doing it. Like, <laughs> I, I was, I was at my, I was at my girlfriend's. She's like, I gotta run some errands. You wanna come with me? And I was like, No, I'll just stay here and time travel, AKA take a nap till you get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's time what it travel. Feels like. <laughs> and,
1: I like that. I, I've done the same thing. I'm like, I that's that's how I feel. That's how I feel about weed. I'm like, weed is a time suck. I'm like, I'll just smoke a joint and then it'll be two hours later before I know it. You know,
0: before yeah.
1: A movie something. We we,
0: we kind of had the the at home workout stuff figured out. Almost like, um, my uh, girlfriend has a trainer at her gym that okay. she's still zooming with, like almost every day. Yeah. But um my neighbor across the street who has the puppies that I play with, he has a gym in his basement. So I just go oh. down and work out work out like he has weights and and like a treadmill in his basement and I just go down there.
1: That's awesome.
0: So uh that's what I was doing before. I I mean that's I think when I when I like first got in shape like the most in shape I had ever gotten, it was like – probably like two thousand eleven was the first time I went over two hundred pounds. Okay. You know, I had never gotten over two hundred pounds and then I got I was like two fifteen in like two thousand eleven when I was working out with Steve in his basement across the street. And then then I uh then I had this then I had this big seizure. Um mm-hmm. I had this big seizure and uh I had to take off of everything for so it was you, you know the the brain surgery that matt marin had
1: yes yeah i'm not like not the whole procedure but i know he had a brain surgery yeah
0: yeah i had i had the same surgery in 2011 wow, but mine really? mine was up here i don't know if you see was my... it
1: was it like just years of abuse uh my you see
0: my head kind of droops a little bit right here
1: yeah yeah i saw it yeah
0: um yeah well um it was like it's in in utero it's like something when you're a baby and you're being when you're developing in your mom's womb uh it was it was it was called it's called an avm an arterial venous malformation so i was born with uh malformed veins in my brain uh
1: oh damn okay
0: and uh the I guess all all that strenuous stuff, all that working out that I had been doing like i was I was working out till I would throw up like that was that would be like how hard I'd push myself um
1: yeah
0: and uh, that around then I was like all right well i it was a thursday it was a Thursday, and I know I had a show that night in reading, okay. so uh I was like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna take a shower i'm gonna take a shower and then and then Rick's going to come pick me up and we're going to go to the show. Uh, normally on Thursdays, I was living with my mom at the time. Normally she's not in the house. Uh, my my sister's not in the house. And uh, and I go in the, in the bathroom. I turn the Bluetooth speaker on. I lock the door. This, this day they happen to be home. I didn't turn the speaker on. I didn't lock the door. Um, while I was in the shower, uh, my my uh, vessel started bleeding out into my skull and I had a, I had a seizure. It fell out of the shower and broke the toilet.
1: Oh my God.
0: While the shower curtain wrapped itself around my face. Yo. And, uh, you know, my mom saved my life that day. And, uh, yeah, that's scary as hell. Fuck that. Dude. So, I, so I had to, uh, have, uh, I had to have a, a, a big old brain surgery. <laughs> three weeks later, three oh, weeks God. later, um, like so, we got to like wait till the swelling went down, and they did uh, uh, a craniotomy.
1: Okay. Damn.
0: So they they cut me from ear to ear, right across the top of my head. Oh. Um, and uh, they they did a uh, they they pulled my face off. They peeled my face down, and they they resection the the veins and then put a little plate in my skull and then put like then stapled my head back on God uh, damn. so yeah i i had a i had a crown of staples in my head uh for that's you know intense. for a, a couple weeks that,
1: man that's insane i can't handle that dude like my my wife loves like the bot surgery shows you know what i mean there's a couple and oh we- i can't I can't stay. Can't just stomach hearing,
2: it. Even just yeah. hearing
1: you talk about it, just it literally reminds me of uh, Hannibal Lecter feeding that dude his own brain like, mm. in uh, one of the movies. It just—it's too much for me, man. Like her mom's a surgeon, so like they don't give a shit about it, you know? Yeah, like, they're they, kind of desensitized
0: to sort of thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm like, I—I I hate it. I'm like, I don't want to hear this at all. This is disgusting
0: well um, i uh, maybe i'm maybe i'm giving you fuel for your writing jokes about about my
1: yeah, I've, been, I've been for roast jokes down, i've been jotting down little notes uh just okay. anything worth worth remembering my, dude my memory is awful i got stoner brain like badly you know <laughs> um i am i am happy we're having this conversation though i've always said like when i was roasted like back in the day when everything was still open, if I didn't know who I was roasting, I would usually try to link up with them for like lunch or something, you know, because mm-hmm. it's way more fun to roast like a person than it is to roast their profile picture. You know? right, like, right. I'm like, I would rather know you and at least kind of get a vibe before I even start writing, you know. Like,
0: I think I'm pretty want to talk about. I think I'm pretty limited about what I put out, like on facebook and uh twitter and instagram because mostly it's just jokes like i'll put out jokes or whatever but nothing's really about my life my podcast is more my life and it's like it takes such an effort to 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 really dive into this it's like oh do you do you got do you got two hours to spend to figure out what what could be go like i think i probably told a lot of these same stories i've Told them in some form or fashion over the years. And a lot of times I like, kind of like try to glaze over it because people might have heard it too many times. Yeah, so. yeah, no.
1: I agree. I've done the same thing. If I couldn't link up with the person, I'll try to find a podcast that they're on. I did that with Daniel mm-hmm. Parafan one time. I didn't know him that well at the time. And I was just mm-hmm. like, well, I know he's on Mad Podcast, so we'll just listen to those. And that kind of helps, you know. Who Who is uh, that? Daniel Parafan. Okay. But he's I- a... He's a city guy. He's he's really funny. Okay, cool. Uh, but he uh, he's been doing the roasts for a long time too. Since they been since Fight Club was at Lovecraft. Um, mm-hmm. But he's he's fun to roast because he's he's got a lot of history and background. I'm like, I gotta listen to podcasts. You know, I gotta pick out and see what I want to mm-hmm. talk about. Um, but it is it is fun. I. I I, I did the lunch thing a couple times. It's backfired on me before, where like I get all talkative and excited, and then realize I didn't. And then you any give up
0: everything. You yeah, give exactly. up too much information. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. They, they know every embarrassing thing about me, and then I leave. I'm like, I don't even know if they have a sibling. Like, I, I forgot to ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun, and also five jokes is not that bad. You know, like mm. five jokes you can whip up five jokes the problem you know what the problem with writing five rose jokes is is i usually have to write 25 rose jokes and pick the five that are worth the shit you know maybe Mm -hmm. not even hilarious but they're the best ones
0: right that's kind of how i feel like i'm probably going to do it i'll probably i'll probably like make a list i think the last time not the last time but one of the i think the first one i did for a comedy fight club i was like I was like on the phone with Harry Turjanian and I was like, "Listen to these jokes. Tell me what you think. Tell me if they're funny, <laughs> like that kind of stuff." But I, I've evolved past that. I hope, where I don't have to seek approval. But of course, that's part of what we do. We seek approval. We love yeah. validation. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: dude, I've, t- I've said that to my mom before. My mom said some shit that was hilarious. Like, it should have, it should have made me mad. But Mm. it didn't, because I can't remember what we were talking about, but at one point she literally said something like, well, you know, you're the type of person that needs a lot of approval. And I feel like most people would be upset, like, no, I'm not, I'm an independent person.
0: People are too proud to admit it.
1: No, I wasn't even, I wasn't too, I was just kind of like, yeah, I've been doing stand-up, so people fucking approve approve of me all night. What I'm
0: saying, your your average civilian would be too proud to look into themselves and go, yeah. Cause they would be like, "No, don't you say that! I, I know everything I need to know, and you can't tell me anything I don't already know about myself. Fuck you!"
1: Exactly. Well, right. Also, the problem was it, was it was it was it was my mom, so I'm like, right. "Your mom knows you, you know." That's the, that's the problem. Your mom knows you pretty well, typically. Um, but yeah, the the roasts are fun. I always say the roasts are most fun because it's the only place. Not only can you get a laugh, you can get an O. And I mm. like, I like when the, when you can make the whole crowd
0: go, Ooh! Like, Well, like, I used to do it in my, in my wrestling promos all yeah, the time yeah, I bet. in my wrestling promos. I would be like, I'd be like, Hey lady, why are you here? You're a bad mom. Take your kids home. They don't need to see that. Like uh, it was a whole lot. Like I just find a thing and I'd like, I'd be like, well, after this match, I'm going to be your new dad. That's all. Like, uh, whatever. (laughs) Like, I'd be like, well, one thing you need to know about this wrestler. He's got no dad. You know what? Add to the match and I beat you. I'll be your dad if that's what you need.
1: (laughs) The shit talking in wrestling is so fun. Mm -hmm. I was actually going to mention, I think it's funny how I got into wrestling because I never watched it as a kid, but I got into it, like, as an adult, which I always say, I feel like that's almost like someone who is never religious as a kid all of a sudden being, converted to jehovah's witness as an adult Mm -hmm. like it seems impossible but i got into it because after i went to college for two years and i dropped out and then when i moved into my apartment my first apartment after college my roommate would smoke me out all the time he was making more money so you know courtesy you're gonna watch whatever he wants to watch because he's smoking Mm -hmm. you out every monday it was raw every thursday it was SmackDown, and we just started watching it every week i started watching it every week and I remember like two or three It didn't even take that long It was like two or three weeks in I caught myself screaming at the TV Like I remember going He threw Randy Orton Nobody throws Randy Orton Like freaking out about it I was like oh I guess I'm, I'm really into wrestling now dude I'm into it I liked it It was really fun to watch
0: I think that there's a level of Like people thinking Maybe because you're a wrestling fan That you're stupid And you don't know that it's a work Of course you know it's a work uh, yeah. Anybody who's a fan of it recognizes it, recognizes that it is what it is. They yeah, recognize exactly. it for what it is, and I try to say to any of, any of my comedian friends who don't appreciate wrestling, and even even my girlfriend, she hates wrestling. Well, <laughs> I, I would say, understand it's a craft, just like comedy is a craft. It's like chipping away at a stone. You get better and better. You learn each time you're out there, and. The risks are way greater than standing up on stage and telling some jokes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. The reason I got into it was my roommate at the time. He graduated college, but he was a theater major with a specialized or like a concentration in stage combat. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's his shit, you know, is is mm-hmm. the is the fake hurting each other. You know, he had mm-hmm. licenses for to use like knives and guns on stage and stuff like that. But he knew what the wrestlers were doing, like on a theatrical, you know, stage combat level. So but, like he would explain that stuff to me. Like, how do you how do you fake that? Aren't they hurt? It's like, well, yeah, they're hurt, but they're not hurt that bad because of this, this, and that. You know, but, like they're, but, they're doing it's, it's, little subtle things to keep themselves safe.
0: People don't realize the people who are just watching it and have never been in there or touched a ring. It's funny because they never even never even say it out loud. Most of people most people have not touched a ring, not once. Most people have not been punched the way wrestlers punch, let alone punched the way anyone punches. No one's been punched in the face. So they're yeah. speaking from a completely ignorant place. Those punches hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of us, a lot of us are, ver- we have a lot of pride in what we're doing. And we want to protect the work of the business. Yeah. So we uh, commit to, Keeping it snug, so I can I I know I know if someone clocks me, they're sorry, and if I know I clock somebody, I know I'm sorry. I'm not trying to injure them, but I'm just trying to make it so it's the best for everyone. Right. And right. If I if I hit you so weak, you you don't you can't sell it, then I suck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: if you hit me too weak for me to be able to feel it and sell it, you suck. Yeah. So we're all the competition of wrestling is we want to be a better showman than yeah, yeah. than the person we're in there with but it's it's all a team we're we're all working together in this and that's what i love in comedy because it's like you're not going to get the same match twice in wrestling the same way you're not going to get the same exact comedic perspective at a at a, a mic or a, a showcase, you know?
1: Right, right. They uh, I always say, I always call it wrestling, it's it's testosterone theater. That's what it is. It's like, you know, you see how much money they pour into Broadway. It's probably the same amount of money that they pour into WWE with just as much rehearsal time, just as much going on behind the scenes and everything. It's mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. And so it's got to look perfect and be perfect. So of course it's, of course it's, you know, scripted to an extent. You know, mm-hmm. of course, they kind of know what's going to happen, but they're also having fun, and their fucking abs look amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think I I've been saying this about abs all the time recently. Uh, my my uh, my neighbor who who I lived with, he's like, "This guts never going away," and I was like. Yeah. Who's it gonna go away for? You're not taking your shirt off for anybody. You're not a bodybuilder. You're not it's like you're not a you're not an underwear model. Relax. You don't need abs. People who have right. abs are miserable most of the yeah. time. <laughs> they are. They absolutely so, are. So go with what you got. Go with what you got. Don't don't beat yourself up for having something that's that's almost like when you have it, you're unhappy because you can't have what you want. You get to have what you want, like yeah. You don't. You don't. Every, not everybody has to be. Uh, not everybody has to be like a, a jack person. Like you just, be happy with what you got. Appreciate everything you've got. Like,
1: yeah, same. I feel the same way. I've I've given up on the idea of abs. I just want better pecs. That's why I've been working out at home. I need well defined pecs. Uh, you know what? I was I was joking the other day. I was most proud of my armpits because they're mm-hmm. they're deep. If I, if, I, if I flex and pull them forward, they're like deep. And being a former fat guy, I thought your armpit was just where your side fat met your arm fat.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And yeah. all, all of a sudden, now it's, now it's like topography. Now it got <laughs> laps and it's deep and it's crazy to me.
0: <laughs> but you're the only one who has that exact perspective. You're the only one who knows you who knows to feel this way about yourself because you have experienced being the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. Like you're the only one who knows exactly how that feels, how you can tell yourself that and feel that way. I mean, of course other people can maybe relate to it. Right. Maybe other people can have a similar thought, but like they weren't exactly what you are and are not doing exactly what you do. Like you brought up the, uh, the, I'm the star of the movie of my life or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm the main character of my story, yeah. I,
0: I've been, I was saying that when I was seven years old. I was oh, saying right? that when I was seven years old. Because I thought, looking out my eyes, I was like, how come I can't see me? Like, yeah, I yeah. can see everybody. I, I was like, I'm the star of this program. Yeah. <laughs> how come I don't get to see <laughs> <this?"> <laughs> And then I was talking, and then I was equated to Casting. Casting the movie that is my life and keeping keeping around the people who who would make the best story, who would uh, who would help me grow through this journey. And the journey is I I, for some reason thought that my through my eyesight, my perspective was the TV screen for some alien life form. Yes. So. Man, make it entertaining, <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Maybe absolutely. teach them that something they didn't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I don't think I was performing for aliens, but I had a yeah. very similar similar thought process.
0: Well, I mean, I think probably at the time I thought it was God. I thought it was like angels on a cloud, because
1: dead uh, relatives.
0: Maybe yeah, maybe I yeah. had a, you know, I was in Catholic school at the time. I think. Like I was in Catholic school until third grade, I think. Yeah. First grade, first grade again, second grade.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh,
0: and third grade, and I, you know, I it was all a part of like figuring it out. And right. you know, my my mom wasn't ridiculously Catholic, but like we lived with our grandmother, and she was ridiculously Catholic.
1: Yeah, yeah, the grandmothers always are, dude. Yeah, I got a, my my actually uh, my grandfather was a a, a chaplain, right? That's what he was an ordained was ordained
0: minister from Universal yeah, Life an ordained Church. Ordained
1: Minister with the Life Universal Church. Uh, I was actually baptized by my grandpa when I was a baby, uh, but my aunt is actually still a, a pastor. She's a pastor in a church, and I remember one time, I accidentally. I made her mad. I didn't try to, I wasn't trying to make her mad. I just thought it was a cute question because we were talking about how what she does and what I do is kind of similar, just talking to large groups of people, you know? And I I asked her if she had ever bombed and she got kind of upset by that question because I didn't think she realized my, I was like, dude, i bomb on a fucking weekly, nightly basis, you know? I'm I'm not judging. I'm just asking if it happens. And she said she got defensive because she said uh, the only time she ever said she bombed was at somebody's funeral.
2: Uh. She said,
1: Really didn't know the person that well. It was just like a congregation member. She said her notes were all messed up. And I was like, ooh, that sounds
0: way worse than bombing some dick jokes, man. That's, That's brutal. Uh, and no one's... <laughs> what, what kind of heckles do you think you get at a funeral where you're bombing? Like... Dude,
1: you won't even, it's just like, you don't want get heckled. You just like hear people crying more. Like, there's, since there's no sound of your voice to fill up the room anymore, like you're just shuffling through your notes and just hearing people cry, and you know you're not helping that much, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> your name isn't Grace, and this isn't amazing. Get out of here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That shit was, that shit was funny. But um, she's mm-hmm. doing all her her uh, church services on YouTube now, which I think is yep. hilarious.
0: Okay. Um, you, on do you want to so. plug it? Do you? No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> oh, I... Oh,
0: should, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't plug it. I'm just kidding.
1: I should know the name of her church though. I feel bad about that. I should it's something I should know. All right. Oh, well, next time. Next time. Next time I'm going to plug her her virtual church.
0: On um uh, like right when right when quarantine started in the beginning of March. Um everything was closing down. But I had one comedy date on my calendar. I had one show and I was like I'm everything's closing down. I wonder if this is happening. And it was just at some brewery. So it was like right. It was like mostly other comedians, and and it was just as it started. And like some people were like wearing masks, and some people were staying far, not touching. I get it. But like I got to experience like the very genesis of it. Yeah. But that was the last time I got to do comedy. And you made me think of it just now because I did a I did a bit, and I had only done this bit the one time, just that time, where I was like, "Um, what do you what do you call what do you call your mom's sister?" I called that out to the crowd, and and <laughs> somebody went, "Aunt," and I was like, "Okay, okay." Um and i was like uh i ask i asked like every single one of the people and the one guy said aunt <laughs> and, and i was like and i was like what why do you do that <laughs> like i did I, I forget exactly what it was but i went into this whole bit about the difference between people who call their aunt their aunt and people who call their aunt their aunt yeah 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 <laughs> i forget exactly what the payoff for it was, but it was just something you just reminded me of it. And it was like for sure the last comedy thing I was able to do before everything shut itself down.
1: <clears throat> yeah, dude. Dude, you know what's funny before we got shut down? I can't remember my last date, but something I definitely did the last time I did stand up. Dude, before everything shut down, I was literally working on like a killer, like five to seven minutes about how I thought coronavirus was overhyped bullshit and it wasn't going to do anything. That's what I thought at the time. I was very wrong, obviously. I didn't right. quite comprehend all the facts at the time. But mm-hmm. basically my whole bit was just like shitting on coronavirus and like saying that it's some pussy shit and nothing's gonna happen and everybody's freaking out for no reason.
0: And um, here it is, you've had it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was very wrong. Basically, dude, my my whole my whole fucking point, my whole basically I think it was working. I was basically saying what people wanted to hear, like putting their mind at ease a little bit about it, because I was saying I, I thought it was overhyped bullshit because I don't trust the news, period, anymore, ever. So mm-hmm. when the news started freaking out about coronavirus, I said, of course the news is freaking out about coronavirus because news stations are all, like, fucking uh, – they they just – it's like – fuck. I'm sorry. I'm fucking up my own joke. It's been two months now.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I just fucked, I just fucked up mine, so it's fine. We're,
1: no, the whole thing is that – the, the There's news no, is there's
0: no of- consequence to fucking up your joke. Word, word, that's true
1: that's Like, true. like when, to
2: make
0: sure. when I would fuck up a spot in wrestling I could get hurt Somebody could then hit me as hard as they fucking wanted to And I would just have to go Okay, yeah, I fucked up, I deserve that <laughs> I deserve getting hit hard Like me and my old roommate used to say Because he was doing comedy with me a couple of years ago uh, Like when he started wrestling with me Like back in the early 2000s And he was like We both would say The consequences to fucking up and bombing are nowhere near as great as they used to be, when yeah, we were yeah. kids and we bomb, somebody would fuck us up.
2: Yeah. No one's
0: <laughs> fucking us up now.
1: Did you see um, the Peanut Butter Falcon? No. It's a it's a really cute movie with Shia LaBeouf and one other kid I can't remember his name, but basically like Shia LaBeouf is it's like set, it takes place in the South. It's got very Ozark vibes. Um, but Shia LaBeouf is basically someone who's down on his luck and hitchhiking and shit like that. And he runs into this kid who's a runaway, and this kid really wants to be a wrestler. So Shia LaBeouf tries to like take him to this wrestling school, and they're like hiking all through Florida trying to find this uh, wrestling school. It's a really good, cute movie. I really, I, really liked it. I think if you like wrestling, you would like it.
0: Um, uh, I'm also a huge fan of Shia LaBeouf. I, me too. I, me too. I, me too. I, I've always had a like a connection with Shia LaBeouf, and like when I saw Honey Boy, the, the movie that he wrote, did you see that?
1: I wanted to see that. I haven't seen it yet.
0: Oh, dude. Uh, it it was making me cry and stuff. Like, uh, it was, it was definitely like I wish I could have wrote something like this. I wish I could because he was playing his dad. Yeah. Like he was playing, and he was saying in that to the kid. Stuff my dad would actually say to me when I was a kid, stuff that I thought like, as an as an adult looking back on, like, well that was pretty fucking abusive. Yeah. Like, I figured out that some of the shit his dad was saying to him was exactly the abusive shit my dad would say to me when I was twelve, and yeah. I'm like, well, oh wow, okay, and it it tugged it tugged at them heartstrings. Yeah. But, All
1: right. I gotta watch that movie.
0: So Shia LaBeouf would be a dream get for me on the podcast.
1: I feel like he'd do it, man. Shia LaBeouf is a cool down-to-earth dude. I feel like you shoot an email to his agent, he might have time for it. You know, certainly nobody's shooting shit anymore. So he's got nothing but time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, It's a pie in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, I, I, uh... What's that movie called? Um... The movie with the wrestling,
1: uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, I think that's what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's called Peanut Butter Falcon. Um,
0: I want to see if it's like streaming on anything.
1: I think it is. I think me and yeah, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, me and me and uh, Peppa have the Fire Stick, the Amazon Fire Stick, so we watched it on that.
0: Okay, well, it's
1: very good though.
0: 2019. Okay. I'm gonna check it right out. Yeah. Probably today.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I me and my girlfriend went through like a whole, like through this quarantine. We watched like every Shia LaBeouf thing. Like, really. <laughs> yeah, like we, she, she, I didn't do it. I didn't do it the whole way through, but she marathoned all the way through, even Stevens. Nice. <laughs> uh, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it, um, but I mean, I have a I have a little sister who's only a couple years younger than you, so okay. so I uh, I'm I'm a little too old. I'm a little too old for for uh, even Stevens, but I watched it with Jess. I mean, uh-huh. I'm I'm 36, so I didn't really, I wasn't the t- the key age. Right, not, you're not the key demographic for
1: that
2: no, show. No,
0: not the key demographic. I mean, I think I think Shia LaBeouf and I might be around the same age. I don't know. But I think that in the show, this is what I always thought was cool. He was like, my comedy heroes. And he would say all of who my comedy heroes were. He would talk about yeah. Jim Carrey and he would talk about Chris Farley, and he would talk about uh, Adam Sandler and he would act crazy and I would act crazy. So I felt like we had a Like a kinship. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, he... uh, I know that the story, the story with Shia LaBeouf was that, like, when he was going to get the part of even... of of uh, What the heck was his name on the show?
1: Malcolm, right?
0: No, no. uh,
1: No, even Steve... I'm sorry, I'm thinking the wrong
0: thing. Um, Trying to remember his name on the show. Lewis. Lewis Stevens. Yes. When he was going to get the role... He like auditioned for it. He auditioned for it, and uh, they w- they went to call him back. And when he answered the phone, he acted like he was his agent, getting the information. Like, and he like backdoored his way into that part.
1: That's cool. Uh,
0: and like his mom was his agent, or so. it was some some little neat thing that inspired me. And then I think when I was seventeen. When I was 17 I auditioned to be in Holes with Shia LaBeouf. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's
0: awesome. Obviously I didn't get it, but
1: <laughs> That's okay. That would have um, been a fucking that would have been a brutal set to be an extra on just in no. the heat all day. Yeah.
0: yeah. I read for You know the you know the part where the kid like rips the letter out of his hand. And he's like nobody cares about you anyway and then like throws the yeah. letter away. Yeah. I I I read for that part there was actually oh, more stuff in the book with that character where that character was crying on the side of the bed and I was supposed to do a thing like with that I was supposed to be crying on the side of the bed uh-huh. admitting admitting to Shia LaBeouf's character that he don't know how to read
1: yeah yeah I remember
0: but it wound up they they in this in the movie they combined that story with the zero character where they had to teach the Zero character how to read.
1: I remember. I got a friend. Hey, hi, feces. This is Petita. Hello. Hey, yeah, hi, It's funny because her name is Petita, but we call her Feci, which sounds like feces. Yes, it does. Uh, but it's a Spanish thing. They don't think it sounds like poop. She's not poop. No, she's not.
0: Caca the cat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's the smallest out of all of them, but she's loud.
0: So, did you want to? Did you want to ask me any questions?
1: Um,
2: not, not really.
1: I think um, I've been learning about your life and and hearing your stories, and I don't think I had any burning questions. Um, you go to college at all?
2: Nope. No. no. Um.
1: You live in where'd you say you live right now?
0: I live in the Philly suburbs.
1: Philly suburbs. Okay, gotcha. Uh, with your girlfriend?
0: I have roommates. My girlfriend, okay. my girlfriend spends a lot of time here, but she okay. lives in her own place.
1: Okay, gotcha. Perfect. Um, any fun wrestling stories that stand out to you? I'm sure you probably have dozens.
0: So many. It's... It's hard to even pinpoint one. I mean, so what kind re- of
1: Your wrestling name is Corey Castle, right?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. All right.
0: Yeah, that that isn't my my name given to me by my family. No. No. <laughs> That's not my birth name.
1: <laughs> Corey Cat. It's it's a cool name. I like it.
0: Thank you. My real name is James.
1: Oh, really? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I would I never would have I never would have known that. I, I would have assumed that Thought your real name was Cornelius.
0: No, no, no. That's just a <laughs> something I made up for marketing purposes and stuff.
1: Smart, smart. I like it. Jane of Corey Castle. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do wrestling full time, or no,
0: full-time? no. I it's 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 like being in a cover band, except for you get less respect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: It, it's like, Oh, I'll go, I'll go drive to Delaware or Maryland or somewhere. And I'll, you know, I'll get my gas covered and that's it. You know,
1: right. That makes it, sense. It's, it's the same, it, same with
0: comedy. Yo. You know, you know, that. yeah, it's the same, the same shit, except for, uh, I don't have to take my clothes off and I don't have to get punched in my face. That's what I like about less <laughs> or about comedy. What's that?
1: Uh, What do you do for What do you do for work then? Are you I'm unemployed right now because of the fucking pandemic.
0: Same. Same. Um, Well, before before the pandemic, um, for the last six months, the last five six months, I just been going on movie sets and films, uh, TV sets and stuff, like doing background work for the last like six months, couple couple shows a week. Nice. uh,
1: um,
0: But. I mean, I haven't been doing it now because
1: right.
0: everything's closed down. But before that, before that, I was a, a pharmacy tech at a, a pharma call center.
1: Okay, that's cool. Perfect, that works. I got, I think I got, I got plenty. That should be, that should be good. Especially because it's only five jokes. I'm so, I'm so happy. It's only five jokes. I'm so relieved because. T- I got tired of doing the 13, 15 joke roasts. Mm-hmm. Five jokes, I could, we, we can could handle. We can knock it out in three, or we can knock it out in five jokes, I mean.
0: Yeah. So the virtual comedy is, I, I haven't done it yet. Do you, have you done like open mics for it?
1: I haven't done any, any virtual open mics. I've done a few like Instagram shows and Zoom shows. And i found what works best is, like, I haven't done any of the shows. I've been wanting to do the shows where it's, like, there's, like, 20 people watching at the same time. Um, I'm usually more, like, on Instagram where there's only two people that you could see. And then there's, like, a little tally counter of, like, there might be 20 people watching, but you can't hear them.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I've always found that the virtual comedy thing worked better for me when it was more of, like, an interview show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, like, whoever's hosting it will ask you questions and then hopefully that will set you up to tell some jokes. But then I've also done it where like literally it was just the host on the top half of my screen like not saying shit and just mm-hmm. looking at me like you know, what you got. Um, and that threw me off because I was expecting questions, but then he was silent for too long. I'm like, oh, I guess I just gotta keep on going, you know it's
0: you, um, it feels it feels cringy. like it feels cring- and that's I'm, I'm thinking about that for Tuesday. It's like I don't know if it's gonna be real super awkward. Like I knew if they
1: do it on Zoom or Instagram, do you know? No idea. Uh, I need to check check their page and see if they have any replays and see what it's gonna look like. Right. Uh, We do our roast. Um, I think they do have. I think it's probably not gonna be a bunch of people, but it's probably gonna be us, maybe a few council council members from Fight Club Mm -hmm. and the judges. You know. Mm -hmm. So at least we'll have like. Probably less, a little less than ten people, at least being able to react to our jokes and laugh and stuff. So that'll be good. Uh, I laugh too. I laugh hard. I love jokes about myself. So if 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 they're good, I'm gonna laugh. I like I like good roast jokes.
0: Well, Uh, I did one like virtual roasting thing. I did the um, Eli's podcast recently. Uh, It was like it was him and Zach Amico. and we just. We did roast jokes, but, like, it was awkward. Like, it just felt awkward. Like, when you're in the studio at Eli's podcast, there's tons of people there, and everybody's laughing. But, like, when it's through this, it's like, okay, I just made Zach and Eli chuckle, which, I mean...
1: That's a, that's a murder in a real room. That's a kill in a real room, you know? That,
0: but it's like... you got to adjust were, uh, your uh, expectations. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. <laughs> it's like, I just made two friends... Who chuckle at me anyway? Chuckle a little bit.
1: There you go. That'll that'll do, man. You got to work with what you got.
0: I got I got this this big old hole in me. This validation hole. This big like attention-seeking look at me hole. Mm-hmm. And I I I have said a bunch of times that that comes from some sort of damage. And I usually ask friends who come hang with me like wrestlers or comedians or people who are like public figures. What, what's your damage? What caused that hole?
1: I don't, I don't have any specific pinpointed memory of needing to fill that hole. You know what I mean? I think it probably came from being a little fat kid in elementary school. I liked making people laugh. Um, I still remember the first laugh I got, that was significant to me. The first time I made my whole class laugh, that was a pretty defining moment. Um, and that's kind of why I just kept trying to be funny and, you know, have fun with everybody. Uh, my first laugh was in first grade. I had, I don't even, I think I would broken, I would just gotten surgery on my hands. So my arm was like in a sling, like in a cast. And the teacher said like, put up your right hand if blah, 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 blah. And my right hand was in a cast, but I was just like, I raised the whole thing.
2: And mm-hmm. for some
1: reason, everybody in the class thought that was really funny. And I was like, "That was great. I liked hearing twenty people laugh at the one thing I did. That was awesome." Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't have any big defining damage moments, you know. Like I was fat and unfuckable well, for a while. You know,
0: there happen. it is. There yeah, it is. Yeah. The, dude, the, the the you know uh, humor, humor, and uh, you know wit is is a defense mechanism for for people who are defensive and I'm sure you were very defensive. You were looking out to be attacked all the time. And I have to imagine it was like, well, as long as I make fun of me first, as long as I, as long as I make you laugh at something, you can't then attack me for being the presentation you see in front of you.
1: Yes, exactly. I was, and that, that hand gesture was perfect because I was shaped like a basketball back then. It uh, It was not good. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably a big part of it. And then I knew I wanted to be on stage for the rest of my life. That moment, I do know, uh, was in my junior year of high school. I actually did um, our talent show, and I was in a garage band at the time, and we were playing... But I also wanted to beatbox. I'm a big beatboxer. I really like doing it, and I started in high school. And they said you can't do two acts because that's weird. But you can open the show with beatboxing, like as an opening to the whole show, and then we'll start the show. So like your beatboxing won't be judged, but you'll be able to do it as part of the show. And I'm like, oh,
0: yes. it'll be judged.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, dude. That's that's all I wanted, man. That's all I wanted. I got on stage. It was like it was the biggest crowd I had seen ever. It was like probably it was over 500 kids in this auditorium and I'm the opener so I walk out no announcement no nothing um and then I do this beatbox routine that's like a minute and a half long and immediately walk off stage I fucking crushed I had like 500 kids in the palm of my hand with these beats I had everybody go
0: hey hey
1: and then I ended super abruptly and I walked off stage I got a standing ovation And that, dude, that was the moment. I was just soaking that shit up behind the wall. Like, I had never felt so good before. I literally said it felt... It was the same emotional high that I got when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior when I was 13. And then three years later, I found out I could get that same emotional high from beatboxing for an audience. So that was it was up there, dude. It was so intense. It was so fun. And then um, that same show... At the end of the show, when the judges were tallying,
2: mm-hmm. it took
1: them longer to tally. The, uh, the audience started going, beatbox, beatbox, beatbox. And I was freaking out because I was so new. I had basically just done all my beatbox material yep. and nothing else. You know? I didn't know what to do. So I, I taught them how to beatbox. And you teach people to beatbox. You can also teach the little kids to beatbox using the words pretty kitty. Say pretty kitty. Say it, pretty, kitty, pretty, kitty, pretty, kitty. You bring out the P's, the T's, and the K's. So it sounds like, pretty, kitty, pretty, kitty, pretty, kitty. And then you got, so I got 500 kids doing that at me. And that was really fun. And then for the rest of the school year, I had kids walking up to me going, pretty, kitty, pretty, kitty. Um, And that that was the defining moment of like, I have to be on stage for the rest of my life. 100%. Do you
0: say, do you say, pretty kitty to the caca cat?
1: <laughs> yeah, I call her pretty all the time, dude. That's my pretty <laughs> kitty. See, I'm looking at her right now. She's beautiful. Uh, that was that was definitely the moment I knew I had to be on stage for the rest of my life. That was the moment I was like, this is this is my shit. This is what I want to do. And then I discovered stand up a few years later, and Did, that was like the,
0: this. That part sounds like like, the feel-good moment in, like, a a movie about a kid who felt unequal, like, felt, felt like an outcast to be able to do that. And it was like, oh, I'm automatically accepted by 500 people. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, an outcast or nothing. I wasn't banned, so I was just, like, a big band geek, you know? So, like, Mm -hmm. that was really the only people I knew was, like, the band kids. And then after that, dude, it was like, everybody knew me all of a sudden.
2: Mm. And
1: then that, that kind of what you're talking about. Like all of a sudden everybody knew who I was and they thought mm. it was cool. And that was, that was a really good feeling. It was like, all I had to do was fucking beatbox for two minutes. That's all I had to do. Like it dude. was easy on my end.
0: On Tuesday this week, uh, time, time stamp one more time. Everything is closed down. Uh, yes. Tuesday this week. Uh, I it was election day. I went to the elementary school where I vote every time, and uh, I was walking out with my brother, and there's a, 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 a sign up that said talent show sign ups now. And I was like, you know what? I'd crush those elementary kids' school, <laughs> elementary <laughs> kids at a talent show right now.
1: Yeah, hell I yeah, you
0: crushed. would. I, I. I didn't have talent as a child at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, me either. It took till, took till high school until anything useful started happening. Um, oh, and then we played, dude, when I played with our garage band, it was so fun. It was just three of us. We just did like an instrumental rock track. And I had the, I have the long hair, obviously I had mm-hmm. bang so hard during the song. And that also got a huge response. Like, I thought it was weird we were doing it. I thought we should do a cover of a song that like everybody would know so right. at least it would be popular. We ended up doing like a, an original instrumental of some shit that just rocked hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I started headbanging, it was like the same standing ovation I got from beatboxing. Like people just mm-hmm. ate it up, you know. Um, so that was definitely the, I'm like I don't know what I need to do on stage, but I need to be on stage for the rest of my life. This is this is the this is the stuff I've been looking for. There's nothing that feels nearly as fulfilling as as all that approval being washed over me. You know. So
0: you've also been a long haired boy since high school, like myself.
1: Yes, I have. Like, dude, we're a rare breed, dude. I'm so glad yeah. to hear that. That's awesome. I have. I've had this hair. It's about down to here. I keep it like just above the elbow, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since about sophomore year in high school. Yeah. It's It's been about that long.
0: Yeah, I. I've had, I, I, my girlfriend actually tweeted this. She's a comedian too. She tweeted this, uh, and quoting me by saying, I've had long hair since the Clinton administration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yo, definitely. Yeah, my dude, my that's,
0: hair is usually like right here.
1: I'm glad to hear that. I'm like, everybody, every long hair, everybody I talked to is like, "Oh, well, I used to have hair like that. Right. And, you know, I grew up and I was like, fuck you, yo. I'm fucking keeping this as long as I can.
0: But you know, most, a lot of times people, people have a, cause that's, that's their way of rationalizing exactly who they are now. Um, yeah. uh, I think a lot of people say this to me all the time. They're like, Oh, I used to this. I used to that. I, like people go, Oh, I used to go to the gym all the time and I worked out all the time. I look just like you. And they like, and they do yeah. <laughs> you know, some sort like, Oh, uh, I used to have sick abs. Okay. Well now you don't. What? What? Yeah, what sorry, man. Like, oh, I used to have hair like yours. Well, I don't think you did. I don't think you ever had hair like mine. I don't think you ever looked like me. Like, like, you can think you looked good, and if you're calling me good, I'll accept the compliment. But I don't right. think you looked like me. I'm, I'm not putting you down, and I'm not calling my. I'm not being arrogant. But it's right. like you're just, you're just justifying to yourself the decisions you've made. Right. And of course, they're not, they're your own decisions. And yes, you have to have them. Go ahead. People, people, it's like, it's like sometimes weaving around the, 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 the the judgment of others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people judge themselves so harshly that they have to justify not having. What you have by saying that it's this this thing's fault or that thing's fault, or just refusing accountability,
1: right, right. And not, yeah, definitely, dude.
0: I'm, I, I, I mean, my hair, my hair is my thing. You know, it's my, it's, it's definitely. I wouldn't be the same if I didn't have it. And
1: we are in the same boat, dude. I, I would yeah. say we're like we're like Samson. I'm like I don't know <laughs> what I would do, man. I'm like this is. I would get over it but dude I would be absolutely devastated. I right. you, I had a, dude I have a I have a Samson joke that's great but no one remembers how that story ends in the Bible. Where I say <laughs> if everybody says what would you do if I cut your hair off? I'm sure you get that all the time. They go, "What would you what would you do if I cut your hair off?" I say, "I'm like Samson. If I cut off if you cut off all my hair, I would be devastated. I would cry and then I would bury you under a building." You know. Right. That's 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 what Samson did. People forget that's what he did. He got locked up and he was chained to two pillars and then he got all that hair strength that he thought he needed from the hair, but it was inside of him the whole time. Yay. And he fucking rips down the columns and the whole building fell down and killed everybody. People Mm -hmm. forget that's how the story of Samson ends. Wow. Metal. The Bible's pretty metal sometimes.
0: (laughs) I was just, I was just telling my girl, do you remember, do you remember uh, John Mulaney's first special, like his first album?
1: I think so.
0: Yeah. It was What's called the.
1: It was, it was called
0: the top part. It was just an album. I don't think it was. I don't think it was, uh, filmed. It was just an album. I might
1: not. Uh, I might not have uh, listened to that one. I definitely watched the first filmed one, but I don't remember the top it, part.
0: It's. It was called the top part, and I was telling her why it was called the top part because uh, he told a joke about about uh, King Solomon in the Bible.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I remember that. joke. And he
0: was like. He was like, two women went to King Solomon with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, this is my baby. No, it's my baby. And he's like, I, okay, I, I got this. I'll cut it in half. And the first lady was like, no, don't cut it in half. He was like, oh, yeah, you. since you said don't cut it in half, you must be the real mother. And like the other lady was like, hey, whatever, I'll just take the top part. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Cut it in
0: half, sure, whatever.
1: <laughs> I remember that joke. Yeah, 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 I love that joke.
0: The that stupid ass Bible.
1: Bibles, dude. The Old Testament is metal. The Old Testament is super metal, man. That there's all sorts of crazy shit in there. But I was
0: I, I, I was doing this bit. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it got mixed reactions. Uh, but it should have. It should have killed. It should have killed, but it didn't. Where I was saying, uh, I was I was working. I was working at this job where I missed the staff meeting. Like I was too late for work that day and I missed the staff meeting. And I, and I, I came in, I was like, said to the guy whose desk is next to mine, can you fill me in on what happened in the staff meeting? He said, nothing really important, but we all learned that Linda, you know, Linda, she's an idiot. I was like, okay, why, why is Linda an idiot? And he was like, she was talking, she was going off on a rant. And in her rant, she thought, Tarzan was a real person.
1: <laughs> I,
0: was
2: that's
0: like, funny. I was like, yeah, I guess she's pretty she's pretty idiotic, you're right. And and he's like, that's not the worst part. Here goes. She was then talking about Adam and Eve, and she was getting all the facts wrong. And I was like, wait a minute, facts? Wait a minute, facts. So <laughs> facts
1: are <you're>,
0: <laughs> so Tarzan being real is a stupid idea, but Adam and Eve being real <laughs> and the facts, yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I think which one of us is idiot, an idiot out of the two of us.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I've, I mess with the wording every time I got to figure out how to do it better. But I, I for sure now I haven't done it in a little while. It's been it's been a couple months since right. I've done that that joke. But I'm a, uh, you know, I'm going to get back to comedy. I'll try it again. But but at the same time, people aren't ready to, to hear about the Bible. Some people still are really, really heels, heels dug in on and all that stuff it was like oh I'm I think I mean I believe in God and I, I understand the spirituality and all that but I understand that these are these are stories to structure society like it's not it's, it's not different. necessarily not, for, for lack of better term it's not gospel
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> that's funny I like that
0: <laughs> It's like, <laughs>
1: yeah. I miss going what? to church. Kind of. I went to church for sixteen years of my life, like every Sunday. I was helping mm-hmm. with the ushers. I was setting up chairs. I was in a church praise band for a little while. Mm-hmm. I played electric bass for the church praise band, and that mm-hmm. was fun. That was like, it didn't pay, but it was like a cool gig. Mm-hmm. Like every weekend, I'm playing in front of like, like three hundred people. We had a big church,
2: mm-hmm. so I
1: was playing in front of like three hundred people every weekend. And so even around the time I I stopped believing in some of it, I was still like, I want to play bass still in front of a bunch of people. It's like, i kept going, which was fun. Uh, But it was, I came up in a Methodist church, which is like, I always say Methodists are like the most chill denomination like ever. There's no, there's no rules about pork. There's no confessionals. There's no saints Like Just go to church once a week and you're good. That's your obligation as a Methodist. That's all you got to do. Once a week, go in the morning and you're good. That's all. That's it. And then you can have a potluck lunch afterwards. It's delicious. It's awesome. Um, And I I do think it's crazy all the uh, churches and stuff that had to get shut down because of coronavirus. And then all the dickhead pastors that were saying, like, we got God on our side. Come to church anyway. And then fucking everybody got sick. That shit. That shit infuriated me.
0: I have a story I've been telling on stage, but I haven't told it on this podcast, I don't think. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully no one's listening. We'll see. No uh, <laughs> but I had on the podcast a guy who, who is one of the head writers for Ellen.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. One
0: of the head writers for Ellen, right? Yeah. For, for her talk show. Yeah. Uh, great guy. Liked him a lot. I really enjoyed him. I'm not going to call him out by name, but I had him on the show. Okay. And I and he was telling me he was still currently a Lutheran Christian. Right? Okay. And I said, "In your religion, what what does what what do you think of of gay marriage?" And he said, "It's not real."
1: <laughs>
0: like so if you're gay and you're married, you're still going to hell. Your marriage didn't count. Whatever, you're you're whatever. Then and, yeah. and I was like, so you're saying that Lutheran Christians treat gay marriage the way ninety percent of people think pro wrestling. They go, ah, oh, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know that's yeah. fake, right?
1: They can do it all they want, but it's not real. <laughs> and, it,
0: and it just ain't real.
1: Yeah. That's
0: ridiculous,
1: dude. That's crazy.
0: And I was Think like, right for Ellen. Uh, yeah, I was. I was shrugged at that too. Like, uh, I, I mean, that that says a lot to the acceptance and the, the the kind nature of Ellen. Like, yeah. she's already, she's already like accepted that she's not going to be tolerated by everybody, and she's not going to be accepted by everybody, and she's not going to have to care about that stuff because she's already in the winner circle she's already she's, ellen
1: she's in the winner circle but I've, I've heard a lot more stuff recently about how ellen has a mean streak that a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like talking about and now more people are starting to talk about how she's kind of a give me my caramel macchiato 75 degree latte behind the scenes you know like that she can be kind of uh kind of a meanie
0: well here's the thing
1: I don't know if any of it's true. I'm just saying that I've been a long time in quarantine. That's just what I heard on some YouTube
0: videos. Uh, I've kind of heard whispers of this, but I say, I say the same thing about a lot of people. Okay. Um, you've been famous since before – she's been famous since before you were born. Right. Uh, remember John Mulaney did the thing about Mick Jagger? <laughs> Diet Coke! And then a Diet Coke shows up. It's just Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you learned it. You, you've been programmed this way because that's what you can get away with. Yeah. Like, and it's not like that makes her an awful person. It's just that if anyone could demand something and it shows up, everyone would do it. Right. But not everyone has the influence and not everyone has the adoration Yeah. that, that, you know, Mick Jagger's been playing the sold out crowds for 50 years. People were chanting his name. Of course, of course, he's that way. Of course, you'd think that Ellen might be that way. I mean, you you just gotta accept people for who they are, and it's not
1: and it's it's more of like a, a product of your environment thing right. than a personality thing, you know? Right? Makes yeah. sense. That's-
0: I I mean, if I ever get famous one day, I'm gonna I'm gonna I look okay. I I hope that it happens, but uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, go ahead and treat everybody like shit. I mean, why not? I mean, I, if I if I can if I can, sure, let me do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll see what I can get away with.
1: We'll see. We'll find out. You know, I I I feel like it would totally go to my head if I won the lottery. It would go to my fucking head. You know, let, let alone <laughs> earning it. Like I, I would be so excited.
0: Well, I'm, I'm very, I'm very big on the fact, honestly, like I won't want to, I just want to be able to help everybody, help anybody and everybody. And right. um, the the way that my brain goes to it is like, I want everyone to feel like they've got a voice and they can be heard. Instead, like you, you feel the way that you feel, you deserve to feel that way everybody deserves to feel heard and seen and loved unconditionally and accepted and it's just you know if i can use my voice in that way if i actually you know get famous one day and get a lot of people listening to the show like i say everything i'm doing feeds the other thing Mm -hmm. so my my work on on film and tv that i meet i meet people they come do the podcast yeah. I go comedy. I go do comedy. It fills the pot. It, you know what I mean. It feeds the podcast. I get right. to meet people in comedy, and they it feeds the podcast. The podcast then feeds the acting and whatever. You know what I mean. The and if I get a, a bigger role in something, uh, I'm gonna go do tours of comedy clubs, and it'll feed the podcast. Everything comes back into the same little circle, and if. I can find that in me, then absolutely you deserve to find that in you. And that's not specific to you, but that's specific to anybody. It's general. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody can find what their things are. Because a lot of times, you don't know what you want until what you want is looking right at your face. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like when I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be a wrestler. I knew I wanted to be a comedian. And I wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster. I didn't—that didn't exist yet, you know. No. So what you want now, what you want now, versus what you might want in twenty years, because dude, totally technology different. and new developments happen every day. Right. So as soon as you like, like, dig your heels in and go, "Well, this is as good as, as it's ever going to get," then that's where it's gonna—that's as far as it's gonna go. You right. gotta be open and willing. Not only to accept that things are going to change for the for probably a a little bit of the worst sometimes in some struggles, you have to appreciate that in that same way, some of the good stuff's going to happen too. Like you're going to experience a a whole lot of good, but you're going to have to sift through a lot of that bad shit because Mm -hmm. once you once once the bad stuff happens. You can't be a victim to those those bad things. If you become a victim to those bad things, you're wasting all these right nows on right nows that already happened and you'll never right. get back.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. It's good philosophy. Oh God. I might
0: I need wanna... to
1: get some, I might need to get some lunch in me soon. I feel like I'm about
0: to pass out. I had no Well I'm gonna dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm gonna ask you two more things. And then we're going to ride off into the sunset, if that's cool with you.
1: That's perfect. That's perfect with Uh, me.
0: Okay. All right. So, I've mentioned it many times in here. uh, Time capsule, the the, the moment we're in, all of this. You're still young.
1: You're
0: 28? 27, yeah, yeah. Okay, 27. So, in... In all of this, this 27-year-old version of Stephen uh, is going to have a direct message to either either 37-year-old Stephen or the, the possible children, family, loved ones of the people who went, you know what, I really want to know what Stephen was like when he was 27 years old. For me, I say this is my favorite time, of, the favorite version of me I've ever been. Yeah. So this version of you speaking to either the version of you 10 years from now or the family or loved ones who have sought out this conversation. So this is what I'm calling audio time travel. You're not speaking to 2020, 2020 version of Stephen or his loved ones. You're speaking to 2030. Okay. Twenty thirty, okay. Stephen right. or
1: Stephen. Well, if if we've all made it that far, I'm very glad about that. Twenty uh, twenty's been a rough year. If you don't remember, ten years ago, twenty twenty started pretty rough. So if we made it to twenty thirty, that's a good that's a good start. I'm happy about that. Like I said, optimistic. Uh, what do I want to tell myself or or my family members? Um. um god i hope you i hope you figured it out at some point in the next 10 years man because we're running out of money here right now um we're gonna get a dog soon we better have a dog that's goddamn near nine years old by now because i want to get a dog soon but i can't swing it right now so i'm hoping there's a dog listening to this too um what else is going on it's I gotta, t- I gotta, t- I'm sorry, I'm confused by the, I'm confused by the prompt, I'm audio traveling 10 years into the future to tell my future self and my future family members stuff?
0: Or, so, okay. I normally, I normally, I don't say that yourself, I say that somebody who really is researching you and wants to find out who you really are.
1: Gotcha, okay, that makes a lot of sense, um, yeah, yeah, I like that, um, I uh trying to figure out who I am I definitely I still have some videos on YouTube of when I was fat, Stephen, like back in 2011 doing some comedy. Um, but there's tons of YouTube clips. Stand up is hard. I, I don't regret moving to the city. I've been here since 2014. I was hoping I would have been touring by now, so hopefully that happens sometime soon. Um, we'll see what happens in my trajectory in the next 10 years. Um, what is real Steven all about? Not cutting his hair. If I cut my hair in the next ten years, twenty-seven-year-old Steven is going to be disappointed, in thirty-seven-year-old Steven, if I got to watch this tape with a with shorter hair than this fat ass bun that's sitting on my head right now.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah I, I will. Anytime anyone has long hair and they cut it, I call them a sellout, no matter yeah, what. Yeah. Don't sell out.
1: I agree. I'm like, that's the quiet. I'm like, I don't want to shame anybody, but you know, Loki, I'm definitely judging a little bit. Uh, I will, I will settle for the hair being shaved. If I have some like dream 37 year old body where, like I said, I've given up on pet on abs, but if I got good pecs and good arms, I think I'll settle for the hair getting cut. If, uh, if my body's rocking by 37. well,
0: um, I mean, I, I, I look at it also like, I'm, I'm, I would actually, if I had to cut my hair, it would be selling out because I'm an actor. And if I had a part that had, to, you know, that was paying me to do it, I guess I'd have to. But yeah, for the same, most part, same,
1: same. I'm like, I would, I would hope it's for a lot of money. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I can't see myself cutting it. It's just always been something I really liked. You know, I always really liked it. I can't see myself getting rid of it unless. I always said I might get rid of it if I have a kid, um, just because uh, I typically don't respect dudes with long hair, and I don't expect my kid to either. Uh, so that's
2: that,
0: – Here's, my, th- <laughs> Here's um, my mentality on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, for the most part, I don't either. I think that right. most guys can't pull it off. I think most – most times most times like i said when i was telling you earlier about how people were like oh i used to have hair just like yours or i did that and i'm like no you didn't you don't pull this off the way i pull this off mm-hmm. like not to be cocky or anything but it's like yeah i mean you would have kept it if you could right if if you could if you could pull it off the way i pull it off you wouldn't have lost it
1: yeah word Russell, <laughs> right well I'm, I'm actually just now thinking i'm like at 30 at 37, I might be just lusting after this hair. I might start balding by then. I don't even know. Uh, my, I have pretty good genetics in my family. My dad's like 64, and he still has a great head of hair. So I'm hoping that doesn't skip me. You know, well, I'm hoping I get that gene.
0: I mean, I'm almost 37, and I still have pretty great man, hair. You're
1: still rocking, dude. You still got a good hairline and everything. I've mm-hmm. actually heard that's. You've probably heard this before, too, is apparently putting your hair in a bun or a ponytail is supposed to, like, damage the hair in the back of your head or make it go bald quicker. I don't know if that's true, but it makes me scared sometimes when I think about it.
0: That's just something fake news is trying to scare you with. (laughs) I hope so.
1: I hope you're right. I definitely hope you're right.
0: The same way I think that, like, mermaids don't exist. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) That's true. Mermaids don't exist and our hair will be fucking perfect until the day we die. Uh, I think that's everything I want to tell myself in the future. Uh, what, what 27-year-old Steven was really about. He was really about making parody videos, uh, being crude, uh, swearing a lot. I need to stop swearing so much, uh, but it's still part of my vernacular. Um, and I'm kind of hoping I'm smoking less weed by the time I'm 37. That's a big part of 27 year old Steven's life, um, whether it be socially or just by myself. Uh, I'm hoping I can cut back on that by the time I'm 37. I've basically stopped drinking since quarantine started, which is good because the only drinking I was doing was like at comedy shows. So now it's, you know, I'm just home all day. I'm very content to just chill and smoke in the evening and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's.
0: I think that's pretty good. What do you think? I think it's great, man. Yeah. There's, I'm like you know what? That stunk. That stunk. I've yeah. heard better. <laughs>
1: Throw it over. I'm you're, gonna ask the question you, again. You trying to ne- get all those stupid thoughts into one paragraph?
0: You know, you know how you said a whole bunch of stuff. It was all dumb, and we gotta go back and try it again. Take okay. two. No, no, I'm kidding.
2: But <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> um, I usually wrap up the show. This is the way we wrap up. Every, this is the way we wrap up every single time. When right. I say um, hypothetically, I've gifted you this podcast. Okay, okay. so in in it. that yeah. in this in this hypothetical situation, the show is now evolving with Stephen Bulls. Right?
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Okay. So this has been the pilot episode, the very first episode of of steven's new podcast and in a very jerry springer's final thought sort of way to wrap it up in like what this is all meant and what we can learn from it and what we can take from it and help us evolve how would you wrap it up
1: i think if we learn anything this podcast it's that if you are still rocking the long hair? Don't get discouraged. <laughs> Clean it well and treat it well. Treat it like a like a like a living pet. You know, you gotta you gotta take care of it and don't don't become one of the jaded people that that grills dudes with long hair because oh I used to have it like da, 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 da. no nobody likes that nobody wants to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, if if I can give any of my genetic code away, that would that would be it. Just keep keep the hair. Don't burn it. Don't dye it. That's the big thing. You know that. Don't burn it. Don't dye it. Just tie it up sometimes, uh, and it stay fabulous.
0: Love it. I love it. Well, um, I I think I, I said it earlier, but I'm going to say it again. Anytime anyone's given me the the time and effort—I feel like that's in tremendous currency—and I really appreciate you spending that currency on me today.
1: Of course, of course, and, dude. I had fun. Thank you for having me. I appreciate and, uh, you putting all this together and, and doing the whole thing.
0: Yeah, dude. I I can't wait. I can't wait till we get to hang in real life. Yeah, I could. C- this is just the start, dude. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the start of our friendship, and I'm excited to see where it goes. We'll, we'll evolve this and. You know, maybe next year we'll do another one of these. You know, I I like to have repeat guests, so yeah. You know, I I would love for you to come back on, and I, dude, I'm, I I respect you, and I I have had a lot of fun talking to you today. I really Same appreciate to you, it.
2: man.
1: I want to go. I want to go to one of your matches when everything opens up again, dude. I'll be your crazy fan in the uh in the in the stadium or whatever. You know, the skeleton stadium. You know. We'll um, see
0: if I we'll see if I come back.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. I'm gonna see you live at some point. And I'm gonna be excited yeah. for it. Boy.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate. Yeah. It. Oh, maybe yeah. you Thank can you, just man. maybe maybe you can just have ambiguous laughter at, at a comedy show that I'm at. Yeah. That no, dude. It's
1: gonna back. be. It's not gonna be ambiguous. <laughs> it's gonna be front row, loud, you know, obnoxious.
0: <laughs> I right, appreciate it, man. Well, I'll I'll see you in a couple days. All right. Thanks so much for good, your time. Man.
1: I will All see right. you then.
0: Thanks a lot, dude. Keep evolving. Bye.